0: Welcome to Free Fall R.C. Yeah, Podcast. Matters,
1: you, know, like, you know, every other episode, every episode, it don't matter. I have just a couple of voices. Yeah, I mean, if we just got
2: one or two, it's okay. I mean, yeah, would, we? Or treat yeah. it
1: like your Facebook comments and Podbean comments. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. All right, here we go then. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall R.C. Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. Andy. Hey now. And we got first time on the show, El Presidente Scott Graham. Ooh, hey, what's up, guys? Scott Graham. <laughs> yes. Awesome. This is episode 201. Make RC Hellies Great Again with Scott Graham. Dude, I'd love nice. it. Yeah. I think we need to give it, get hats made and everything, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I can get thrown at a restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Uh <laughs> Especially if you go to the city. Especially if you go to the city, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, I, did, I did enjoy the uh, the picture of um, at the RC Ho's event you guys just went to. Everyone had – I don't know who made those shirts. Tyson. Tyson <laughs> made them. Oh, yeah. Tyson's a man. Cookies. I'm going to ask you, saw that. Yeah, that was awesome, man. But anyways, let's catch up with everyone's week, and we'll kind of go into that. Um, I guess Andy and Scott will both talk about the RCHO event. So.
2: Yeah. I'll go – third and then we'll just roll right into scott's
1: stuff sounds good all right so kevin you want to go first then sure all right
0: yep went flying on saturday man went to the uh i don't know afternoon slash night fly event that we had at our club field and uh it was it was pretty good uh uh, as far as the night flying went we had like four night radiance two of those night vision air units and Geez, I think uh, one or two other things just at night. And then the guy, the quad guys were doing their thing. So it was a pretty good event for our, our little club, man. It's good to see uh, everybody out. And as far as my stupid night radiant with all the like changing the receiver around and running different batteries and adding all the other stuff, the switches to turn things on and off and change things. I finally got that thing dialed in and it was flying really good like it was flying like it had the as3x in it that's how good it was flying it was it was i was really happy with it had an 1800 battery in it and pushed it like all the way to the back and i thought you had the binding fly yeah i did have the binding binding fly but i took that receiver out because i couldn't open up those other three channels i gotcha yeah
2: i remember now yeah and
0: that thing was flying good man i was just i was having a lot of fun with it my classic nice. saying, having a lot of fun with it. <laughs> awesome. but, but dude, yeah. brought out my 550 and my Oxy 5 and the 690. And Steve, you were out there for a little bit. Uh, I got there kind of late. Yeah. Cause I had a call that I had to do, even though I wasn't on call. That was a whole big mess. Right. And when the boss called, when the big boss calls you at two o'clock in the morning, the first thought in your head is, geez, either I'm getting fired at two o'clock in the morning or it's a serious emergency. Right. <laughs> and it was a serious emergency. Um, Didn't plan on it, but uh, got down in the field, you know, and uh, got some flying with helicopters. Man, that Oxy-5, dude, holy cow, is flying so good. I was having such a good time. I'm doing these, like I mentioned last episode, I'm getting my TikToks down, right? I'm doing the 45s, and I'm really not worried about, like, keeping my altitude. I can move it up or down. I'm still working on left and right a little bit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But this friggin' time, I'm at the field, and I'm doing... I was calling them the stuttering TikToks, or they were kind of like rainbows, but in the middle as I'm from 45 to I guess 90, I'm kind of stopping and kind of like stuttering and then going back to the, the 45, just continuing on the correct way with the, with the rainbow.
2: Like a stop in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean. I
1: like calling them like hesitation rainbows or hesitation tick tock. Yeah. where you kind of hesitate in that middle and then go again. Yeah. And you know what I
0: found that, uh, started to happen was i kind of had the because you have to be quicker now when you punch over and then stop again it's almost like you know steve you're doing the pops and you were kind of stopping and then flipping over and stopping it was kind of like that where you had to be very Uh quick towards the end but still maintain your collective management so it was it was cool i was was having a good time man oxy-5 what a great helicopter man and the 550 the logo 550 i threw that a few times and got some autos in on that no wind at all though it was uh It was was a challenge a few times, especially for a noob
2: like me (laughs) with the autos, you know? Oh, because there was no wind. (laughs) Because there was no wind, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, uh, yeah, I had a good time flying, and I'm still designing my uh, RC plane holder for the Shrike. And that's coming out pretty cool. I'm trying to do, like, grid work and minus it from the whatever it is I'm designing. So it kind of looks like triangular grid work, you know? And it's coming out pretty good. I, I. I was try- trying to print it out on ABS, but it's getting cold in my garage, and ABS doesn't like any kind of cold to begin with. You know, Neither does the PLA, but the ABS more so. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to wind up doing it in PLA on my medium-sized printer. Nice. And that's it. Still printing parts out on the large one printer for the R2-D2, and that's coming out. It's pretty freaking crazy, man. It's like I got the base down, and now I'm doing the outer ring, the first ring, and it's just it's just amazing it's such a cool like thing to see come together man
2: yeah
1: but awesome you doing any uh like time lapse videos or anything of that
0: i started pretty cool yeah i started to do some because i have my old laptop down there and my webcam and i started to do some old some first uh, runs that i was doing about a couple weeks ago but i haven't done any lately uh, on it so maybe i'll maybe i'll throw it back on on there to do some more okay cool But that's really all I've been up to, man. And listening to episode 200, uh, just amazing, like, everything that happened on 200.
1: Awesome. Um, I guess I'll go next then. Let's see. Yeah, I flew on Saturday with you. um, Who else was out there? It was like Mike, Tony, a bunch of other folks there. It wasn't too bad. Um, Yeah, flew to Gasser and started turning up the, the head speed a little. And started doing a lot more maneuvers on it. Um, pretty much my normal routine. Like, all the maneuvers I do, I just did it a little more slower pace and gently. Mm-hmm. So I just, you know, so I don't dig too deep into the conductive and, like, you know, mess something up. So, But, um, yeah, it was good. I was flying inverted. I was flying through my half pirouettes and some rainbows and just some other stuff. It just, you know, felt good uh, flying oh, nice. it, whipping it around, throwing it around. Um, I did zero tuning on it, but I figured you know, it was probably rich before and because the temperature drops pretty good, like it was, I don't know, what what was the temperature, wow. Kevin? Like forty, five, fifty, 50 or something like that? Yeah, like mid-40s. Yeah. I mean, during the summer, like during the, when the sun was out, it did feel like mid-50s, but even then, I know the temperature was definitely down, so the air is denser and, and it ran it ran strong. It ran good, you know? Mm-hmm. I think even Kevin after was like, he texted me, he was like, dude, the, the gas was great, like Motor sounded good. Didn't seem like it was bogging much and all that stuff.
0: No, I so. didn't hear it bogging at all,
1: man. It really
0: sounded like it was running good. Yeah, yeah.
1: Nice. yeah. So, um, so I'm excited about that. Um, I did put a couple flights on my electric just to kind of see, like, all right, let's. So that that's a guesser. Let, let me see what a limited power is, right? Like, let's just kind of compare again. Mm-hmm. And I forgot how much power electrics have. Like, just from flying Nitro so much. Yeah, I was going to say you've been flying only Nitro and now this Gasser. Yeah, so, (laughs) I mean, I'm doing these, like, um, same thing, like, Kevin was saying, kind of like do the stall when you're at the 12 o'clock mark when you do rainbows. But I'll do, like, um, I'll just kind of bang the sticks, like, outer end, and I'll kind of whip the heli um, 180, kind of like a quick funnel, and then I'll push the heli out. So, like, I'll kind of, you know, pull the, the, uh, if I could describe it, like, If I go in right to left and skids are right, so like I'm doing a rainbow from right to left. And as soon as I get to that midpoint, I kind of do a quick little hurricane thing where then I'm now skids left. So I'll skids right and I'm skids left, you know, at that point. And just doing it back and forth on both sides. But I was doing it wrong on one side where I was doing the wrong rudder. (laughs) So it was kind of getting weird on me. And I'm like, I still got it, (laughs) but it's kind of weird. and like making corrections. So like I give runner and I give the other runner and I'm like okay this okay yeah it will be fine it's it's an electric I'll just power out of it so but it was interesting that uh the, to see that much difference and and you know obviously weight has to do with it um, the mm-hmm. configuration of the Halleys are a little bit different too right I'm running like brushless servos and switch um, XF blades on one of them and just re- the regular switch blades on the other with you know like KC servos in them and stuff so like. Just uh, the feel of the the machines definitely different, but I don't know. I just they're they're regardless. I, I had fun with all of them. You know what I mean? Like it didn't matter that the Gasser had to fly slower. It still brought me a lot of enjoyment out of it. Flying just you know flying the heli in a little bit different way, but still mm-hmm. doing everything. So, dude, bro. <laughs> I can't wait till
0: we fly again. All I got in my head with you talking about how how much power, unlimited power, I got that emperor from Star Wars in my head going,
2: unlimited power. Unlimited I'm power. gonna be
1: screaming yeah. that out next time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Next time you're flying that thing, yeah, you should. You just like get, get on a get on like Ryan's bullhorn, it's unlimited power. <laughs>
0: yeah. oh, man. awesome.
1: Besides that. Uh, I did get my tracking info for my Kraken conversion, so I can't wait for that. Um, I was like, source. I was looking in my little nitro bin that I have for all my nitro stuff, and I was like, okay, here's the black, uh, the gold edition 105. And I'm like, why is the head stuck on the the head? Like the not the head, the sleeve was stuck on the head. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember last time I took it apart, it wouldn't come off. Oh, so, geez. I got to figure that out. I just, just got to throw it in the oven and let it heat up and, and pop it off. I thought you were going to say, Where's the piston? Oh, I bought a new piston and rod and everything. Like, I have a whole just new rebuild for it. Just get a hammer and a chisel, it'll come off. Yeah? Yeah. No. no that's, that. that sounds like I'm going to mar something. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> yeah, you sure about that? No. Yeah, just
2: take like an yeah. old rusty screwdriver and jam it in there.
1: <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll just put it in my table vise and just bang the head off of yeah, Finalon.
2: Beat hell out of it. Something. Yeah, right.
1: I mean, who cares if the fins are bent? I mean, doesn't that just add to the cooling, anyways? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Opens yeah. it up more. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I do have to work on that motor a little. Um, and I was gonna, I was gonna cut up the gasser canopy uh, last night, and I'm like, where, f- where the hell did I put the damn instructions? I couldn't find instructions for the life of me. I go to Carrie's site, I couldn't find instructions on there either. I'm like, shit. I don't know how to cut this canopy. I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll eventually find an instruction manual somewhere. I must have tossed it in a bin or something or in a box. So, um, yeah, so I got to look for that. And so I want to cut that canopy up and get that mounted on the on the gasser. So that's just a couple of things I need to do. Speaking of cutting canopies
2: in your nitro conversion,
1: mm-hmm. I
2: noticed that the conversion kit comes with like templates, masks that you can stick on your canopy so you know exactly where to cut it. That's pretty Wait, cool.
1: Which one? The, the gasser?
2: No, the nitro conversion for the cracker.
1: The it? Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. That's cool. Oh, it, so it looks like, like a sticker sheet kind of thing.
2: Yeah, like cut vinyl or something and yeah. Stick you can you stick that on the canopy and it shows you exactly where to cut out for the access to the needles, for the pipe, for the oh, cooling wow. hole underneath.
1: So that, that is That cool. is awesome. Uh, also, yeah. does it It's a masking like Larger than the area you have to cut, so it actually like acts like, you know, painter's tape and stuff. So you get like a cleaner cut with less uh, paint chips and
3: no, other The sticker goes in the part you remove.
1: The part you remove, okay.
3: Yeah. So they give you like a circle sticker for the needle circle and a little rectangle for the bottom for the um, underneath the motor so the fan shroud is effective still.
2: It, it looked mm-hmm. opposite in the video, Scott, unless I was looking at it wrong.
3: I mm, thought the orange was the stickers
2: okay. uh, either way
3: it yeah but the orange oh it well, is the opposite yeah you were right the orange is on the outside
2: then you cut the inside. so you out. can line it up with the edge of the canopy and stuff and then you just yeah. cut out the hole yeah you're, you cut
1: out the hole which means the rest of the part that you're cutting out is mass with the vinyl maybe okay <laughs> I, have to, I have to take a look at it but either way i think it's awesome to give you some type of templated um Vinyl well, not, or whatever to to cut out the holes properly. Right.
2: If nothing else, you can put masking tape on the entire area and then stick that sticker on top mm-hmm. of that. Mark it yeah. out with a sharpie or something, and then just cut away.
1: Right. Right. For sure. It's more of a guide than anything. Is yeah. What it looks yeah. Which is that's, great. That's, though that's the hardest part. It's like right. Exactly. You know, making that first cut and you're not sure. And you're and you're doing it for yeah, you, cut a bit, you, it. It yeah. you cut a little bit. You
2: try to fit it and cut a little bit and takes forever. First time I did it, it was a
3: guessing game.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: I can imagine.
1: I want to hear about Andy and Scott's weekend at um, the RCHO event. So Andy, go.
2: Yes, uh, RCHO fall pull. So I did make it down there. Thank goodness.
1: Fall uh, pull, like chill out, because I heard it was pretty damn cold down
2: there. <laughs> yeah, it's cold at night. It's probably actually colder than the chill out was last January. Mm. But not as cold as the chill out the year before that. So it just, okay. it was f- probably 55, 60 during the day and got down about 36, 38 at night. So it was pretty chilly, but not too bad around the big ass fire they always have. Yeah. And I bet the nitros were pulling hard. Oh, my gosh. Nitro, the gasser, was pulling Gasser's really good. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely fuel weather or fuel-powered heavy weather. Um, I did get my gasser all back together from I was talking about that last week. Oh, awesome. Uh, I didn't get to change the pinion or anything. Oh, okay, I did I hear back from miniature aircraft, and apparently my clutch bell is from a first run and they modified it a little bit so the pinion i've got will fit the the new clutch bell so i got a couple options either just buy another bell which i'm probably what i'm going to do or she said i could send that bell and they'd fix it and send it back you know update it well, that's cool so yeah. for time and fact that i might want to go back to this other pinion I might just get another bail. I think they're only like forty bucks, and uh, have them bring it to me at Torches. But anyway, so the part wasn't bad. It's was just a a difference in that one part, and I didn't realize that it had been updated. So different, two different threads is what it amount to. Cool. But I put it, I put it all back together. Uh, finished up late Thursday night. And I had had such a long, crazy week trying to get done with the harvest and stuff that I just crashed. it was like 11 o'clock. I didn't have anything loaded in the camera camper. I had planned to leave out at like seven in the morning, but I was just like, screw this. I'm going to bed. I'll do that in the morning. I'll get there whenever I get there. I'm, (laughs) I'm going to quit stressing about it. Mm -hmm. So I did. I ended up not getting, leaving my house till around 10 o'clock. Which put me down to the fun fly just before dark. Uh, actually, hit about an hour and a half worth of traffic two yeah. different times on the way down, so that slowed me down a little bit. But anyway, got there, hung out Friday night, uh, met up with Kevin from RC or from the Haleyhead show.
1: Oh man, You're
2: cool. Yeah, so got to talk to him he had a lot of negative stuff to say about you two guys oh, so.
1: I bet. oh that's so awesome that's nothing yeah. new yeah. yeah
2: yeah I mean I can't repeat all the things he said on air I'd probably get arrested mm. so <laughs> no he, he he was really good about it. he was laughing and we were having a big time
1: how do you like our commercial
2: yeah that's what I'm talking about he he said he, he liked it he was laughing and we were cutting up just having a having a big time that's awesome yeah he said he listened to that part like six or eight times in yeah, a row me
1: too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah as soon as he heard it it's like i can't believe I did that that was awesome <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah i was hoping that um that you know they take it as as a joke right like i mean <laughs> yeah. we were kind of like directly you know shots fired i guess as they say right right you know but um you know, obviously, we're just playing around, and and uh, it was. I think it was. I think it was well fitted for the 200th episode to yeah. kind of, you know, uh-huh. do some type of joke like that. So.
2: So we'll see. I'm sure there's going to be some retaliation. Oh, for so sure. Yeah. We'll see, but I'm sure it'll be funny.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Let's see. I flew the Gasser mostly on Saturday. Got uh, three or four flights on that. Scott flew it. Awesome. once. That was awesome. Thank you. Nice. Which was cool. Yeah, I told him. I said it. And this is what I tell everyone. They'll basically do everything. You just might have to do it a little bit slower. And you yeah. have to be a little more careful with the collective. And, like, really the only thing I think they won't do is, like, super hard pop and lock smack down on the deck. And I think that's more of a weight thing than a power thing. Yeah, you got, You're carrying around extra two pounds, basically. So to stop it and then go back the other way immediately, like you can do with a, a nitro or an electric, that's a little more difficult. But as far as any, any kind of smooth 3D, I don't know if there's anything that you really can't do with the gassers, like gassers of today. Nice. Yeah, so it's cool to watch Scott fly, somebody that can actually do stuff with it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know someone else flew it. <laughs> so yeah, just mainly hung out. I flew that some uh, and then hung out Saturday night, did combat. That's always a hoot. Oh yeah? Yeah.
1: What'd you combat?
2: Oh, I didn't combat anything. Uh, I did I was I sh- I probably should have took Tima's two thirty and combated uh, with that. Oh, uh, <laughs> Because the, the frame on it's already got a crack spot on it. Okay. It, it needs a new frame anyway, but I didn't think about it till it was too late,
1: so I didn't have a battery charge. And I she, was thinking you were gonna throw up uh, like your Oxy Four or something, but you haven't really flown that much recently. No, I could have. I just
2: I'm cheap and lazy. <laughs> I really feel like fixing it from being sliced in half.
1: All right. Well, next event, I'll fix it for you. You fly it in the thing. I mean, you buy the parts, obviously, but I'll I'll do the red check. I don't mind. I think it'll be great to see.
2: Uh, It is fun.
0: That wasn't the story that Andy told me. He told me that Tima kept busting his chops, and he was like, listen, if you don't shut up, I'm going to take that 230, and I'm going to enter it in combat.
2: (laughs) What I should have done is have her fly the 230, (laughs) and I should have grabbed her Gawi X3 and flew that. (laughs) And we really could have got something done. I had paintballs going, and... And the normal combat, and mm-hmm. if you've never experienced that, it's it's quite a rush even to watch. Yeah, because you're like, you know,
1: I just don't know how these guys hit each other. Like, it's it's very difficult actually. Yeah, yeah very very difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and it's Sometimes not the daytime; it's at you just night run too, out of,
2: right? Yeah, it's at night. Sometimes yeah, so you just run just out pass. of power and hit the ground. Right. Like. uh there was only a couple people just crashed into the ground instead of actually hitting other helis. See, did I Jay think that
1: put, would happen to me.
2: Did Jay put up a
3: 700 in it, or was it?
1: No, no. It not Combat time. Edition T Rex? Yeah, Make yeah. sure so we got the name right. No, I think not I ruined time.
2: that for him the previous night. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't see that. Uh, let's see. Cliff Lewis had a Fly Bar 500 T Rex. And then Lincoln was flying somebody's Oxy something. I think Chris Olson's Oxy Four maybe. And then we had uh, Rob Cole. He was flying a Blade Four Fifty X. And Sherman Martin was flying something. I think that's the one that had had a rubber chicken attached to it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yeah.
2: He ended up winning. Oh wow! Yeah. You mean a rubber chicken one? Yeah, the rubber chicken one.
1: Yeah, that's why you won
2: extra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, anyway, that's just a hoot. I'm sure there's plenty of videos of it somewhere. You can check it out. And then, uh, Sunday, I got out and flew a couple of electrics with my XL power a few times, mm-hmm. battery through the Protos. And then I helped, uh, Rich Sowers tune, uh, governor some on his N7 gasser the blackout mods. Oh, sweet. He said it kind of been acting weird and doing some stuff, so I compared the gains on his to the gains on mine and flew it a couple times, just tuned some stuff a little bit, and and then I proceeded to hit a tree with it. Oh, oh no. What? Yeah. Really? <laughs> so we were tuning, and I was doing like these, this big-ass upright hurricane. Like almost full collective, right? And I'm uh, I'm going counterclockwise, and at about the two o'clock mark, I run out of gas. Oh no! Oh no! (laughs) So so it was going away from me, yeah, hauling ass and way out over those pine trees, Scott. You know, yeah, the pie, yeah. So so. I get kind of headed back toward me blades are getting kind of slow. So I'm auto and I was up fairly high fortunately. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm pretty decent at autoing. So I'm stretching it and stretching it. I'm like, ah, maybe I've got it. Like maybe I can land on the close side of the trees in kind of the, the briars and bushes, which wouldn't be bad. Mm-hmm. Just as I'm passing one of the, the pine trees, the tail hits the tree and then the heli just disappears. I'm like, oh, man. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. I go over there, wade through all the bras and the thorns and all that crap. Yeah. Get over to the heli, and it's all in one piece sitting at the on the ground. Blades folded back. And the only damage on the entire heli is the canopy got busted a little bit, and the one tail gear was broke. Wow. Blades awesome. blades weren't broke. Being wow. A uh, boom wasn't hurt, tail blades weren't broke. Except for a canopy, it was fine.
1: Awesome. It's amazing. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even care about any of those parts. It's just like the conversion kit frames. Like because having to get that replacement yeah. would probably suck. Yeah. You know? Well,
2: fortunately, I wasn't too worried about those because that's that blackout mods and mm-hmm. it's it's beefy. Oh like, yeah. He he builds it light, but it's it's like really thick carbon fiber. Oh, okay, nice. I really wasn't worried about that. I was just thinking blades and boom and all kinds of crap. (laughs) Coming down on the pipe and cracking the case. Uh. Yeah. But fortunately, because the blades were almost, I mean, they were very slow. So just, I guess the tail blade hitting the the top of the tree probably broke. It actually, Mm -hmm. the gear was gone. So like on the N7, you've got, a straight gear and it goes down to an umbrella gear that actually mm-hmm. drives the torque tube. Yeah. That one was gone. And he it said the, that the was the bottom calm. umbrella he said gear? It splits and just falls out.
4: It uh, has a pin
2: through it. Yep, um, yep, mhm. So that and of course the canopy. So I guess it just, as it went down through the trees the canopy kind of got dinged up.
4: Okay.
2: Uh, it's repairable like you could fly it. It's just kind of busted up a little bit. Yeah. And canopy bounce bent just a fuzz, but I think they could be straightened out. Okay. So I, he, he, I tried to give him some money and he's like, no way, dude. So he was fine with it. I felt a little bummed out busting up his canopy, but he seemed fine with it. So, okay. Anyway, that was my excitement for <laughs> the day. <Sure. laughs> Jeez. And I, I told him, I was like, if it had happened anywhere else in the hurricane, I could have landed it like in the field. Mm-hmm. It just happened to be at the one spot that was the farthest away from us. Right. And like still traveling farther. Yeah. Yeah. Last. Well. But anyway, that's the way it goes. Uh, just, we were tuning, landing and tuning and screwing mm-hmm. around. and getting, I didn't think to check the gas and I didn't, neither one of us really thought about it. He was standing right beside me. Right. But big shout out to Jay Treadway and Leslie. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rodney and his wife for, and all the RCHO club putting on the event. It was quite a bit of fun, and they had uh, a really good number of pilots this year.
4: Yeah, awesome. so yeah, nice. it was a blast. Awesome. I highly
2: recommend anyone anywhere in the area go check it out when they do events because it's a fun crowd to be around. Mm, nice. Yeah. I think Scott would probably agree with me. Yeah, their next it's, one's the chill out in uh, January. I think. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's probably. It, I mean, it's not the greatest field you've ever been to, but the club is is one of the most fun clubs I've ever seen. Yeah, it's yeah. where heli
3: helis go to die.
2: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and they do lots oh, of yeah, night yeah. flying, lots of crashing, and people yeah. uh,
1: people fly their hearts out down there. Awesome. Yeah, I love hanging out with the, uh, the RC hole guys. They're, uh, they're a blast. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. All right, Scott, you want to go over that event? Yeah. Take on it? Mm-hmm.
3: So I also put someone's heli in at that event. Oh, <laughs> boy. I was flying Jay's uh, T-Rex 700, and uh, I think it put itself in. I'm not totally sure. It took off, and it just slammed into the ground, but Uh-oh. it felt real bad. So I ended up using my black nitro for the paintball thing the second round which I didn't want to do because I went like went to the event, the event not wanting to crash anything. <laughs> yeah. I was like I need to bring everything home this time and it didn't didn't work out but it was an awesome event Andy let me fly his gasser like
2: he said and it was really cool now I need to buy one. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh jeez. What what yeah. did you like what did you think about it Scott? Have you ever flown a gasser? I've uh,
3: never never flown a gasser. Um Raja offered to let me fly his once but it just didn't work out. I was busy, he was busy, whatever. Um so I've kind of been toying with it for about a year now and you know gassers were always kind of cool when I was a kid like the Spectra G. Obviously it was like super heavy but you know you can right. fly forever and that was what one of the benefits were so kind of been wanting one and then you were nice enough to let me fly yours. I was super nervous <laughs> and I didn't want to like fly it that hard. Right. But it just took everything. I mean, it's I kind of slowly went through different things to see where it would have a problem, if any. And by the mm. time I got to like doing pure TikTok, TikToks with it, I was like, "You're kidding me! How does a gasser do this?"
2: Yeah, so wow.
3: So
0: yeah. I mean,
2: w- wouldn't you agree? Like, it, it can do everything, just maybe a little bit slower. Yeah, mm. it does everything like a an old nitro. So right, exactly. If
3: you did three D with an old Raptor ninety or something,
2: or a Raptor sixty, yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's mm.
3: gonna be like that. But your flight time is, you know, tenfold more. Yeah. So that was cool. And then on the way home from that, I was like having a panic 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 attack, going, "Wait, was it Andy's helicopter that was still being broken in? <laughs> was I not supposed to fly it like that?" No no. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. No,
2: unlike Steve, I actually get flights on mine and, and break <laughs> stuff in. Oh.
1: yeah, I know. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not as lucky as Andy to have a flying field right out my back door. You know, so he could put in all those flights. And still not <laughs> fly every day. Yeah, and still can. not fly every day, true. Yeah. <laughs>
0: no, yeah, you should. You can't bust Steve's chops about one of the weekends, though. It really wasn't his fault. <laughs> he, he, yeah, he planned on sure. getting
1: some flights in and had equipment yeah. failure. It's really funny about that because I was looking at my post recently about that. And then, like, two other people around the same time was having, like, the same kind of issue with their touch. And I'm just like, really? Dollar hmm. flyer. Yeah, solar flares. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all, th- it's just the uh, – what is it when, when all the stars line up? It's uh, yeah. retrograde or some shit, Mars retrograde. Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Do you update a lot over the web, like, like uh, Wi-Fi?
1: I don't update at all. Oh,
3: because I was told that sometimes when things go over Wi-Fi, if you don't have a really solid network connection, it can cause right.
1: issues. I think that's so- total BS. Mm. I mean, unless you're talking about like megabytes and megabytes with zero um, packet testing or packet checks – like, well, that's the TCPIP protocol, like not to geek out a little, but like there's error corrections and error checking within their protocol. So if, if your computer gets a packet from the server saying it's supposed to be this and it's not, it just resends it. It doesn't error out and say, oh, this your shit's broken. Right. So but that, that, I think that whole thing is kind of a bullshit. Thing.
3: It doesn't mean that the developers didn't put anything in there that says if for some reason the connection is terminated and the update's halfway done, how does it deal with that?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I guess if the connection is terminated, but I don't think, I don't know. I feel like these connections, they're not getting terminated because it would, it would drop. Like there's no network drop at all. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we don't, we don't have to go into that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it sucks it happened. Yeah. Yeah. It, it sucks it happened, but you know what? It's not happening now. So that's all I care about.
3: So yeah, I don't know what else do we do. We uh, they did the whole president thing, the shirts, the yeah. Graham Twenty Twenty. Yeah, thing. what was that all about? <laughs> nice. So, so who
1: made all those shirts? First of all, somebody's got to taking the time, right? So Tyson did it. Tyson painted all those okay. shirts up,
3: and awesome. he made white ones for everybody that had Graham Twenty Twenty on it, and uh-huh. it had a you know, the red tie on the middle. And his sister made a bunch of cookies, these blue cookies that said Graham Twenty Twenty on them. They were delicious. <laughs> awesome. So it yeah, was good. really really cool. Uh, And then he made a special one for me that said, me, 2020. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) So that was really funny. And I had like an AMA, um, MMA style belt. You know, those like championship belts at the wrestling. Yeah, like a wrestling belt or something? Yeah. Yeah. It said AMA on it and it was painted around my waist.
2: (laughs) And the back of it just said prayers.
3: Yeah. Nice. So that was cool. Tyson really, you know, went over and above with that. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and it was just way too cold. Other than that, I didn't get to fly a whole lot on Saturday. Um, we kind of had it cut short. We had to drive back and get Jason Bell back to the airport. Um,
2: oh, but, yeah. I forgot Jason Bell was there.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: I didn't so know
3: I, you, I'm his, uh, what do you call it, Uber driver for the, the event. <laughs> nice. uh, Scott, where's Jason from? Uh, Chico, California. Oh, wow. Yeah, he works in the A main building. So,
2: Damn. Yeah.
3: It's a long, long trip. So usually he flies into Charlotte, and then we'll we'll drive up to somewhere, or if it's somewhat local. If not, then I'll just pick him up at the airport or something.
0: I was super impressed with his flight at the Mowdown. It was just blew me away with the logo. Was, yeah. I was so happy I got a chance to see that. I'm, I'm sure I missed like a billion other kick-ass flights that, that uh, weekend, but man, what a, what an awesome and inspiring flight he had. It was really cool.
1: That's yeah, the I don't, I don't, with the special motor, right?
3: Yeah, that was his modified motor. It's a YS ninety one that's been ported and polished with a Tim Jones one twenty pipe, Oof. and it it pulls for sure. And it was like still rich in that flight, but still he makes it work. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean he wasn't really getting on it. It was just a really cool, precise, good flight he
3: had. It was really, it it really transition. It. Yeah, it was awesome. he's, he's got <laughs> a locked in. He's got a really different style. Like his flight changes from flight to flight, and he could do something that's like really smooth and precise and nice. And then he'll just absolutely smack the ever living hell out of a helicopter, like inches off the ground. It's weird. Nice. <laughs> nice. It's like a you know changing flight style. It's cool. Yeah, he's
1: got a split personality with it's flying, huh? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's awesome. probably
0: like, I'm gonna go have a good flight and be mellow, and then he's probably like, screw it. And the next flight, he's just like, screw it. Yeah. <laughs> the shit out of this.
1: It's like this isn't my heli. Let's take it nice and easy, but really, you know, string it out though, right? Like really push it. But then it's like, oh, this is my helmet. I don't give a fuck if I crash it. Fuck it, da 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 da, just banging around, beat it to hell. Yeah, awesome. Um, so what days did you make it up for the event? I know, I think I heard like you might have cut out early or something. Yeah, so I
3: got there Thursday
1: morning at like ten.
3: So we were the first people at the field. Jay wasn't even there yet. So we (laughs) show up and we're like, whoops. (laughs) So we got a ton of flights in Thursday because it was Mm -hmm. like just us, and then Jay was in and out, kind of prepping for the event. That was good fun. And then Friday, um, had a good number of flights, not as many as Thursday, but it was pretty quiet still. People started trickling in and stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. And
3: then Saturday was just chaos.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Nice. Awesome. Is there anything else you did that like this past weekend you want to talk about or should we just move it into the main topic then?
3: Um, I don't think so. I think we could just move
1: on. All right. Okay. So we have a, a string of questions that we want to ask you and, and we'll kind of get to know Scott here. Uh, for those folks that don't know who Scott Graham is, you know, we, we have listeners that aren't in a helicopter scene, so they have no idea who you are. So when we when we talk about make RC helis great again and stuff, people might be like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so first of all, let's uh, Scott, where are you from? Where are you located? Uh, I live in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, mm-hmm.
3: Been here for, I think, five years, six years, something like that. OK. And
1: are you originally? So where were you
3: originally from? If Originally from California. So I grew up in California until, I think, 07, sometime around there. Then I moved to New York, um, right by uh, White Plains area, and I was there for seven years, and then I came down here. Oh, awesome. Cool.
1: Yeah, cool. And how long have you been in the hobby?
3: Uh, On and off since 2000, so about 19 years. Mm -hmm. Um, I I was pretty heavily into it as a kid. And then when I turned 18, 19, I kind of got more interested in cars and stuff, and Mm-hmm. You know, things that kids that age are interested in. So kind of dropped sure. out the hobby. Um, you know, I'd get maybe a flight or two a month maybe just messing around in the backyard or something with like a T-Rex 450. Everything was fly barred. Everything was, you know, silly old school mm-hmm. stuff.
4: Yeah. And
3: then kind of dropped out. And then in 2017, um, I got back in it. And my intention was not to do 3D again. I was just going to like get some old school nitros, just enjoy myself, hang out of the field, make some friends, you know, Mm -hmm. don't don't blow anything up because, you know, I Mm -hmm. I didn't want to invest a ton of money in it. And I got a T-Rex 600, the uh, DFC one, the fly barred one, Uh and flipped it upside down. And I was like, oh, Jesus. Here we Lovely. go. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. <laughs> yeah. And I got talked into getting like an N7 and a bunch of other like modern stuff. And it was it was go time at that point.
0: Nice. That's all it took. Flip that 600 upside down. That's it.
3: Yeah. I was just like, oh, not you're, again. <laughs> you're like, oh, <"Aw, laughs> crap.
0: Here
1: we go. Nice. Uh, let's see. Do you fly only helis or do you also fly planks or multirotors?
3: So – I used to do multi-rotors. Um, we used to do multi-rotors back when they were really, really new and there was no, you know, beta flight or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we we're doing video platforms because me and my dad got into doing like aerial videography with helicopters. Nice. And of course, you know, drones were like the new thing to do it with. It was more stable, yeah. more safe or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I kind of got into doing that. Um, never did airplanes until recently. I just kind of play around with like FPV wings and, you know, the foamy stuff like okay. uh, timber, a turbo timber. I got one of those, but they never last long in my life. Cause I always do stupid crap. Like, Hey, let's see if we can land on the roof of the awning at the flying field or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so every plane I have is always broken within a month or two. Oh, um, nice. and then I tried getting into a 74 inch gas airplane cause oh, you know, boy. I do in the SIM all the time. It's a ton of fun, but never yeah. tried it in real life, but I had a ton of in- engine issues and stuff and couldn't get it to run right. And, it converted it to electric, but that ruined like the magic of it because it didn't sound the same. And I kind of yeah. just fell out with it. So right now it's just helis. I gave up with quads and everything else. It's
1: all helicopters. Oh, cool. So what got you interested in the start? Like, what was uh, the thing that kind of was it your parent? Like, did your dad fly, or did you just kind of just get into the hobby yourself?
3: Well, As a kid, like in kindergarten and stuff, I was always really obsessed with RC, RC cars and stuff like that. And I've always wanted an RC airplane. My parents used to buy me like RC model or magazine and stuff. And, um, you know, I really wanted to get into it. And my dad also thought it was kind of cool. He's never flown or anything. Okay. But, you know, he was kind of supportive early on in it because he was curious like what it was like. So we went to a fun fly in California. I don't, I was so young, I don't remember when or where or whatever, but. I remember I saw this kid flying, and he was about my age, and I was like, wow, who's that? He's flying the hell out of that helicopter. And come to find out, it was Alan Zabo at the time. <laughs> oh, that, wow. that got me pretty interested. So um, we got our first heli, but you know we didn't have a ton of money and stuff to try and get into it. So it was like an eBay heli. It didn't really work very well. The engine was all clapped out and um, couldn't even have enough power to pick up the training skids that were on it. Oh, man! So, yeah, we struggled through, like, four or five different helis and stuff, just, you know, buying and getting rid of stuff that doesn't work. Yeah. Um, but then I flew the Sim a ton, and that's really what kept my interest, is I just played with uh, Real Flight at the time. Started mm-hmm. with, like, Real Flight 1 Deluxe all the way up to, you wow. know, G- G7 now. But, yeah, I had the original Real Flight with a big parallel port at the back of the computer. And- oh, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs>
3: Jeez. Wow. <laughs>
0: that's funny it's hard to find that computer nowadays that can run that
3: no
1: (laughs) you can't find that port anywhere no
0: i
3: started looking it up to buy it on ebay like for nostalgia reasons because i wanted to play it again and they have them but i'm like well what am i going to do am i going to find a
1: usb to parallel driver port or something or yeah you'd have to convert it somehow or another and who knows if it'll still work at that point then yeah hmm all right uh let's see here what do we have next uh, what do you do for a living, if you don't mind us asking?
3: So I write software for a living.
1: Um, in
3: my previous job, I wrote the um, the software for FDS flow drill equipment that's used in like the C7 Corvette and the Ford F-150 and 250 projects.
1: Nice.
3: Um, and now I write software for uh, automation equipment, kind of whatever products they want to build at the, the place I'm at. And the uh, second side to that, I'm sure people have kind of seen the truck I drive to events um, mm-hmm. yep. me and the owner's son basically, uh, run LFD off-road. And what that is, is we're using the same equipment we used to make all these machines and we're, we're making off-road armor and stuff for Toyota platforms. So four runners, Tacomas, Land Cruisers, all that. So nice. that's how my truck ended up being so ridiculous.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think you told me you also have, uh, another one in orange or something for sale, right? I think it was, yeah. Your- yeah.
3: Yeah. My wife has one that's identical yeah. to mine. Yeah. And then we have, a, we have a purple one that's an uh, older generation. So, yeah, oh, I, cool. I don't need three in my life, so I'm trying to get rid yeah. of them.
1: <laughs> that's cool. So so what are you programming? Is it all like… Um, uh, structured text, ladder logic, um, okay. function block
3: diagram, stuff like that. Um, okay. I mean, I've, I come from a computer science background. Yeah. That's what my major was, so it kind of applies. Um, I just kind of worked my way into the automation industry just kind of by luck. My dad was yeah. in that industry as a kid, and I did a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff for him when I was in high school and college. And it just kind of worked in that I knew the people he knew, and it you know, all played into itself.
1: Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. So,
0: Scott, when you s- said that you programmed something for the Corvette and the truck, the Ford truck, w- with
3: the ECU programming, or what was it? No. It was? So those platforms are utilizing aluminum uh, construction. And some areas you can't fit in, like uh, SPR rivets, self-piercing rivets, or any kind of like adhesive joints that they normally use. So in those hard-to-reach or single-sided locations, they'll use what's called uh, FDS flow drilling screws. And it uh, basically makes its own hole, flows it two to three times its original thickness, and then a thread rolls its own threads into that material. So it's used anywhere there's uh, aluminum hydroforms or any closeout, Uh, portions of a body where you can't get, like, the back of an anvil in it. Um, An anvil is a thing at the back end of, like, a riveter to to allow you to put the rivet into the material. Yeah. So so you're
0: talking about the the programming of the machine that actually builds the vehicle?
3: Yeah, the the actual screw machines. If you Google, like, the C7 Corvette build video, they have some videos on YouTube of the actual assembly in the plant. If you look close, there's one where they actually transfer the bodies from one cell to another, and I'm standing there by the fence. Oh, no <laughs> oh that's <laughs> yeah, I was, cool. I was monitoring the process, making sure what we just changed was was working okay. Oh, you got to link that video to us. We got <laughs> to right. check
0: that out. The C7, is that the, n- the newest vet they're coming out No, with that?
3: that's the C8. We I was involved with that as well before I left the company. Um, okay. It's ju- using the same platform, same program.
0: My brother-in-law is a huge Corvette guy for years <laughs> now, and, and he's... Drooling over that new one, mid-engine nice. Corvette. So I, yeah,
3: I was out there at, uh, at Bowling Green and Corvette when the floor collapsed in the museum.
0: Oh, no. Oh, right. I heard about that, right? Big sinkhole, right? Yeah, like a whole bunch of, yeah. They lost a bunch yeah. of
3: vets. Tons of vets, yeah. Right before the C7 launched, and we were just finishing up the program. And, uh, yeah, just trying <laughs> to figure out what was going on. Everyone's, like, panicking because something happened across the street. We're like, what? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Freaking ghost of Lee
3: Iacocca,
1: yeah, coming over there. Yeah, man. <laughs> that's, oh, that's some cool stuff, though. That's man. amazing. Yeah, yeah, Very interesting.
3: It's good fun. Pays for
1: helicopters. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, awesome. Let's talk about some sponsors. I know A Main's one of your primary, right? Yeah. So Team A Main, um, mm-hmm. and then I'm sponsored by Exnova Motors as well. Nice, cool. You were talking about Sims too. So, do you still Sim to this day, or is it kind of <laughs> like back in the day I'm, you used to Sim it now? You know, I'm on the Sim right now. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah. I'm flying in the background. Yeah. <laughs> I try and Sim as often as I can. Um, uh-huh. You know, obviously being married and stuff, it's I can't Sim as much as I could before. But, you know, my wife does like to see me at some point in my life. Yeah. <laughs> so I try and it's get not when you go
1: to sleep and when you wake up either,
3: right? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Somehow it's not acceptable, but. Well, Scott, you're doing whatever. a
0: fantastic job of recording the the show and simming. We can always tell yeah. when Steve is trying to sim and record the show. You're doing a great <laughs> job. Yeah.
1: What? I never do that.
3: Oh yeah. We know, dude. <laughs> but anyway, I try and I try and sim as much as I can. So, um, I skipped a whole bunch of stuff early on when I was a kid. You know, I was one of those people that. You know, I learned, you know, upright orientations and then moved on to some inverted stuff and then flips and TikToks and Mobius and Pyro flips. Like that was the
1: goal. 90% of folks. Yep. 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 Mm -hmm.
3: So in 17, I realized it was kind of a problem when my flying buddy was like, Why do you always turn left? How can we never turn right? I was like, No, I don't. I tried it and I couldn't do it. (laughs) So I've got most of that stuff ironed out now. All my orientations are fine, but. Um, that was the biggest driving force for simming was I need to be able to do everything and do it clean and focus on positions and not just, you know, Oh, the hell he flipped. No, I wanted to flip exactly where I want it to happen, you know?
1: Right. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So that's been important lately.
1: Nice. Um, okay. So what would be, what is your sim of choice?
3: I use three different sims. I use real flight and then I use Aqrc and next Sim. It just depends what I'm practicing at the time, and I try and change it up. So if I have it dialed in on all three, I know I can do it in real life easily, you know?
0: Mm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Because <clears throat> yeah.
3: some are better at simulating certain things than others. You know, So it's like AQRC is really, really good for smack flying, um, anything technical on the deck. Um, Next is good if you're trying to work on precision for me, um, orientation stuff, any kind of big air. Uh, especially mm-hmm. when you use VR, that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Nice. Um, and then real flight for me is if I'm working on just both kind of real flight's weird because if you you can upset the helicopter really easy. Like if I'm only using seven five as well, so I'm not in the latest version.
2: But that was my this, next question.
3: The yeah, there, yeah, there's certain situations where you can do a pirouette move and just the disc just starts wobbling uncontrollably, or you can blow it out big time doing a a big air maneuver. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Oh, I thought that was just my lack of collective manager. <laughs> <Okay. laughs>
3: now they all—they all have their quirks. So I just move back and forth between them. If if I'm struggling with one and getting really frustrated and can't get something, I'll move to another one and try it on that one. And it's different enough where it poses like slightly different challenges, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it—it just seems to work.
1: Okay. Oh, well, that's Makes neat sense. That's yeah, different. Yeah. Makes Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Uh all right, so let's talk about your helis. What do you got? What's in your fleet? Cool. Oh, so my fleet change
3: changes all the time, but lately it's pretty biased, which is totally a problem. <laughs> so I've got uh the nitro kraken, I've got a carbon black thunder, uh black nitro, mm-hmm. a electric kraken, and a drake black nitro. And a goblin five seventy. So, so I don't hear any
1: issues with that. <laughs>
3: It's all SAB at the moment.
1: <laughs> and I don't hear any issues with that.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: So it says a team SAB pilot. <laughs> yeah, I know, right?
3: <laughs> but, you know, I had, had an Oxy 5 recently. It was great. Mm-hmm. Um, had a bunch of synergy stuff. Yeah. No, no problems with any of that stuff. I like it all. But I tend to crash a lot or at least hit the tail into the ground. And for me, SABs are really robust. So I can smack the tail onto the ground, and usually it's okay. And if it's not okay, it's not a whole lot of damage. Mm. Like my Black Nitro at um, this weekend's event. I was doing stuff, and I didn't have a plan on what I was going to do once I finished the move I was in. So I basically just slammed into the ground going, well, okay. (laughs) I just didn't know what to do. (laughs) So um, the only thing that broke was nylon bolts, tail blades, and the belt. Wow. So it's...
1: I'm enjoying them at the moment. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, let's talk about your your supporting equipment, right? Like, so, what kind of radio and charger and batteries you use? Um, you, you just speak to your your X Nova, but what ESCs do you use and and stuff like that?
3: So I jumped around a little bit with um, ESCs. I started with Hobbywing because I'm actually new to electric. Um, I'd never flown anything that was modern electric up until. Think Mo down last year. Really? Yeah. Wow. It was, wow. So it was the first time ever flying 12s, and I didn't know what to expect. And I punched out, and I was like, "Oh my god, so yeah. much power <laughs> <Where'd> to <it> go!" <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly. It. I was literally like giggling like a girl because I couldn't uh-huh. believe how much <laughs> excessive power there was. Never yeah. felt it before. Yep. so So um, started on Hobby Wing, and then jumped to Contronic because at the time I was really trying to dial in all of my orientations inverted. So I wanted to drop the head speed and get longer flight times. Mm-hmm. So okay. without telemetry, it's sort of a guessing game because yeah. you know how it goes. You're trying to do stuff, calm and stuff every now and then. You just go, ah, you know, high head speed, beat the crap out of it for yeah. a couple seconds and go back to it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know where my battery level was. So went to and got the telemetry, um, ran good, no issues. But there was always that thought in the back of my mind that if I put this in, that's a $1,000 ESC. Yeah. it was kind of fine. And that was one of the reasons I moved to the Kraken because it moves it away from the bottom, makes it a little safer up on that, um, little shelf. Mm -hmm. And I think it was at Mowdown this year. I was flying after being awake for like 36 hours or something. And I fired off the ground, went inverted away from myself and did nothing. I just drove it in. (laughs) Oh man. So it launched the speed controller into the, into the weeds. Mm. And I'm, I'm like, holy crap, if that was lost, uh, yeah. you know, what am I going to do? Take my helicopter out for months as I try and afford yeah. another one. Yeah. So. On buying another kit. Exactly. So I kind of was like, you know what? I don't really think this is worth it. So I sold them and uh, I picked up some Hobbywing 200s to replace them with. And literally like three days after I did that, they announced the Hobbywing telemetry. I was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. Perfect. Perfect timing. So, mm-hmm.
1: well, I'm curious. Why didn't you just run the UI sensors? Oh, I mean, sorry, I didn't even get a chance. You you fly V control
3: or no? Yeah, yeah. So I fly V control. Um, I started on V control after I got back in the hobby with Spectrum because when I left the hobby, Spectrum was you know the bee's knees. There was nothing mm-hmm. better at the time. So yeah. I got back into it with Spectrum. Did the B stacks, uh, fly barless things, yeah. and I had issues with servos getting hot and stuff with the type of servo I was using for that thing. Mm -hmm. So Jason had recommended, you know, try V-Bar, get a Neo and see if it does it. And bit the bullet, jumped into it, confused the shit out of myself because I had no idea how different everything was. (laughs) So once I kind of relearned it and, you know, to me now it's easier now that everything's kind of, you know, second nature. But back then it was a whole change of architecture. But so... Went to V-Bar, and that's what I fly now. And I tried the UI sensors, but at the time when I tried the UI sensors, I had a Spectre. And the, inside the canopy, there's not a whole lot of room for your plugs and wires.
1: Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: So I had to shorten everything to, like, I almost had, like, an inch of wire between the ESC and the, the UI sensor. and yeah. it, it always kind of bugged me a little bit. So ditched the XL power, and I went to get a Drake 700. And that was, I had more room now, So I but I had already mm-hmm. changed uh, ESCs at that point. Right. And I think like two or three weeks after I did that, they announced the bigger canopy for the XL power. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> <"Me."> <laughs> It's still not big enough. Yeah. Oh, is it not? Oh, well, okay. It's tight, but I do miss that platform. It was a cool, cool heli. Nice. Um, what else I run right now, pro servos and expert servos, mm-hmm. um, depending kind of what I can get my hands on at the time. They're both basically the same thing. I yeah. love, Love them because of the detachable wire. Mm. That to me is everything. So yeah, you know, you have a crash, you rip the wire out. It's it's fine.
2: It doesn't it's destroy knees. The it really is <laughs>
1: nice. <laughs> and and they never come out during flight, right? Like that's not a thing, right? I mean, especially uh, not, you're yeah. tying it and stuff.
3: Yeah, never had an issue. Knock on wood. Okay. They're they're pretty tight in there. That's um, awesome. I'm always worried about the one inside the tail boom of a mm-hmm. a goblin because it's kind of hard to get in there and plug the wire in, and you yeah. can't get the servo in when the wire is in the servo so you gotta unplug it and do it after the fact um but yeah knock on wood never had that thing pop out even though it's always been a concern you know like in the back of my mind
1: right right nice Um, i'm curious so do you run like a you know how with the goblins you you tend to put a um an extension lead at that the bar that goes across, like on, on, like, the, the, let's say, the the Black Nitro, I mean, the Black Thunder Sport editions and stuff. Yeah. You know, you would put that, like, you would put a connector, so if the boom did detach, you wouldn't rip the servo wire out. Since that servo lead is detachable, do you even bother with that, or you just run the so, zip tie it, and just keep running the wire until you need to put an extension at the end, per se? I did that. Did
3: yeah, I know what you mean. I did that before, and I didn't put an extension. I never mm-hmm. had an issue, but... Yeah. When it ejected the boom, you know, I can only imagine the violence that cables pulled out of that. that oh thing. yeah, yeah, right. So I started swapping them out and putting double leads. So I have the extension in there too, just because nice. it was. I don't need to like pull a pin out the servo or something stupid. Not thinking, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. probably not a concern, but I just wanted to play it safe.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> I was always curious about that. Where folks, you know, using the detachable lead servos, like I wonder, do they even bother with adding that that extra? To me, I, I don't like adding like servo extensions. I just, I just feel like it's a failure point. So Yeah, more links um, to the
2: chain. Yeah, the be- exactly. The, right. The the best thing about the whole part of that detachable servo is for one you get two links. So you got a long one. Oh and a short yeah, one. right. Mm-hmm. And if you want to take the long one and cut or either one and cut it up, make it custom fit. Yep. And then if you want to put that servo in something else, you just get another lead. Yeah.
1: It, yeah, which is great. It, yeah,
2: yeah, or sell them or anything. Mm-hmm. It's it's fantastic. Or do yeah.
1: maintenance like if w- you need yes. to pull oh, a servo out. Yes.
2: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, right. You just unplug it. Pull I wish it everyone would do some yeah. sort of detachable lead
1: because it it's like so. Let me ask also. you this then. I'm sorry, we're gonna dig into this a little bit, but <laughs> I'm curious. Like, so how does it work with nitros? You know, because nitros are saying you gotta don't ever hard mount your servos because you're it's gonna break the leads off the the PCB on the on the servos from the vibration and the gassers and you know same shit. And I'm like, okay. But I wonder how it works with that. Do you you know, does that affect any way or like the vibrations affect those the way that the the plug goes into the servo?
3: So I've not had an issue yet. Um I soft mounted the servos in my Black Thunder mm-hmm. and because the nitro was the kraken was a conversion, um, mm-hmm. I didn't bother taking the servos back out and, you know, putting rubber in. Right. And never had an issue. So the second black Thu- black nitro that I built,
2: mm-hmm.
3: I didn't bother soft mounting that either, and it's been okay so far too.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, it's good to know. I would
2: think it would dampen the vibration a little bit, to be honest,
1: because you yeah. got
2: pins soldered to the board, but then the connector, it, it's it's a normal servo connector, Steve, but it has like this big rubber boot uh-huh. around it that fits really tight into the. It's at the, into the so you're case. saying,
1: on the the servo side, it's it's a male connector sticking For, out, right, like an correct. extension. Yeah. and then on the and then on the the lead side, you're you're talking about it's a female side connector, like the JST three pin thing, yes. with a rubber boot to kind of seal it. But it has
2: this, casing. yeah, it has a, a rubber. It's not really a boot, but it's a rubber piece around the. Is the, it molded, the molded onto the? Yes. Yeah. It's molded so to the one connector. Part. Okay. Right, and when you push it in, it fits really, really snug into mm-hmm. the case so i can't ever foresee one just falling out on its own unless it was tugged really hard
3: yeah yeah when you push them in the first time you can pull them out pretty easy but once they've been in there for a couple hours they're really pretty
1: hard to tug out. it's almost
2: like the the rubber kind of sticks to the the metal case a little bit or something yeah
1: i'm sure it probably like expands a little right like yeah and then it just gets tightened up that
2: rubber thing in there and that it's actually a, a connection a male pin going into a female connector. Yeah, I would think would almost dampen the vibration instead of a wire soldered straight to a board. Right. But I could be wrong. I don't know. It might
1: make it worse. But I've never really heard of anybody having a problem with. Them. Yeah, and neither have I. That's why I was just curious, like to to hear the experience of someone who who's been running them. You know. Yeah,
3: yeah. I don't. I mean, they're, all the ones that we have are labeled. They're numbered, so it says what number servo it is in production, mm-hmm. and. Literally last week Jason gave me a couple servos to throw in his throttle servos and they were labeled number one and number three and they're still working. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. So and he's ran those in, you know, N7 Nitros and stuff and mm-hmm. and all sorts of crashes
2: and everything, and they still keep kicking. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I'm a big fan of those. I don't have any on my fuel models. The first set I've got is it was the R2s i mm-hmm. am put in uh the XL Power but I'm really really happy with them. Nice. The Experts. Which I think is actually exactly the same as the ProTech.
1: <coughs> what? what
2: <is> <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: They, they are the same I believe. You know, I mean the word on the street is they're just rebranding for for Aiming. Well,
2: I'm saying the Expert has the KD1 now, but I think the the Protec was the same as the r2 Xbox. oh okay yeah 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 that's what i'm saying yeah
1: nice did we go into batteries did you say what batteries you uh
3: are? i didn't so right now i'm running Gen Zase batteries um okay. and then we're, we're playing with some other batteries i posted a teaser video the other day <laughs> so well that yeah. might be announced this week or next week i'm not sure um But, yeah, I haven't had issues with those. I quite like them. I run the 60C Gen Mm -hmm. Z6-X and the regular 5000s in my 570. And they've been pretty good. Can't complain. I've had good luck with this. And then for blades, um, I was running RotorTechs for the longest Mm -hmm. time. I just love the way they flew. They match my flying style. Yeah. Um, I tried to set a switch the other day, and Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I just really like the way they looked. Now all my helis have switch on them. (laughs) <laughs> nice. it, it wasn't a huge, like, massive difference, but yeah. I like the paint job on them, and they fly almost the same as Rotortex to me. Yeah. They're a little bit more agile, it feels like, um, but they track extremely well. So yeah. I'm running all the regular switch, not the XF version. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I feel like they're they're very similar. Um, obviously, Funky makes both of them, but yeah. um, you know, just that that a little bit on the tip. It just it doesn't um doesn't like flare in i guess like the rts do so it gives you a little more bite i think initially like that's why you get a little more quick yeah. agility with it and i'm a simple man they make more noise
2: i more blade farts they yep. sound
3: great yes. yeah
2: the square tips are noisy as hell
3: yeah yep. 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 as soon as i came in and did a big overspeed and it went boom i was like oh yeah. we're buying a set for every yeah. hell
1: <laughs> yeah. <Nice>. blade <laughs> farts where you do collective stuff so just amazing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ruff, 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 ruff. love it awesome chargers Char- what do you like to use
3: um, well, I don't have a whole lot of experience because I've only been doing electric mm-hmm. about a year now. Um, but I'm using the iCharger 10 – oh, jeez. I forget what it's called. The 1006? The See? bigger one. The 10 – no, the 2010? Hold on. Hold on. Let me go look. Hold on. <laughs> 4010 or 308. 308?
1: 406. I think it's a 4010. I think I'm confused. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of like that, that weird – I don't know what it is. It's not beige. It's kind of – it's Asia. like old Dell computer base. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. What my yeah, old but IBM used to look like. Old my Compax. old DX two. Yeah, Compax too, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, that's a great charger. Did I have chargers?
3: Yeah, I've had no issues. I've been charging uh, fifteen amps per site. I've been running at forty eight volts recently. Oh and nice. Thing runs ice cold and yeah. hasn't had a single issue. Nice. Awesome. Wow. Forty eight volts, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Half the amperage off the uh, the power supply, so everything stays cold. Oh, that's great! I was running 24 volt before, um, mm-hmm. and we actually managed to blow it up during XFC this year. It was just like a gunshot, and I was like, "Oh my god, what happened?" And my charger was off, so I killed the power supply.
1: Mm. So, right. see, I forgot you went to XFC this year. Um, so, how was that? Like, I mean, you, you didn't compete, right? Or you're just more there for? Um, so I I didn't compete. I was just spotting for Paul. Um, I really wanted to
3: see what it was like because yeah. I was absolutely terrified to compete there.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, after seeing it, I really wish that I I tried. Um, I think with you know three or four months of practice, I could have could have probably held my own a little bit.
1: Could so, have been a contender.
3: Yeah, maybe not. You know. Not gonna beat anybody per se but i think i could have at least placed somewhere you know Mm -hmm. um it looked like it was a whole ton of fun and it would have obviously forced me to practice a very structured routine and that would help my flying improve so much faster than just you know working on individual things every week yeah yeah so it's so much fun and if they do it again next year i'm absolutely gonna try and get in
1: there awesome yeah so what was the experience like like the um the flying field, you know, the way they structured the, you know, the flights, the practices and everything. Like, how, how yeah. was that experience?
3: <clears throat> so, it's at Eli Field, and that's definitely one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. You know, it, it's up there with, like, um, Triple Tree. It's obviously okay. not as big as Triple Tree, and, and you know, it's not like as manicured lawns, but mm-hmm. it's got this big, beautiful barn and this good covered flying area that you're hanging out under and the runway and scenery behind it is just beautiful. You know, it's like picture perfect farmland. So the weather was, uh, I think it was really hot. It was ridiculously hot and it was pretty windy. So everyone was kind of struggling with the wind. Mm -hmm. Um, the format was really weird. I've never been to an event that, or a competition like that before. And you basically did your, your known maneuvers and your flight to music twice a day. And you did the same thing twice a day, really? Yeah, it was it was bizarre, and it was you could have like a really good morning, and then just completely screw up the evening, and that was it. Your, you know, you only have two or three more attempts to do the same thing and do it clean. But I feel like if you did something that was wowy, you have to do the same thing every time, so the judges like knew what to expect on your flights. Yeah. So I feel like it almost lost its effectiveness. So I almost maybe thought that, that was that the point. Like they're looking for consistency or something? Yeah, that, that I, I think that is though. the point. But it's almost like if you did something impressive on day one, everything you did on day two and you know, two and three was more I guess less impressive because they've seen it all already and they're being more critical of what you're doing now.
1: Right.
3: Yeah. But it was it was really awesome. I'd still love to have competed and taken a part in it, you know. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: But uh before we get off equipment. Yes. Uh, since you're kind of a natural guy, yeah, OS right. or YS. <laughs> so I like YS. I haven't had any issues.
3: Well, everyone's had issues, but I haven't had any major issues that made me want to leave the brand or whatever. Because mm-hmm. you know, some people just have horrible luck with YS, some people have horrible luck with OS. And it's just right. I, I don't know why it happens. Like J Treadway, for instance, has been struggling with, with YS recently. And it got to the point where, you know, he blew up his motor and I just said, here, here's a motor at extravaganza run this one. It shouldn't have any of the fuel issues because I've ran it myself. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, it had tons of issues. I'm like, are you kidding me? (laughs) So yeah, we think it's to do with the tank and back pressure and the check valve and stuff. that he's running a whole other, you know, list of issues, but yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah, I've, I've had total good luck with it. I get them. I like how they tune. I know how the needles work and I've, You know, I haven't had a problem. I think I blew one up early on when I first got back into the hobby because the check valve died. Mm -hmm. And uh, since then, the only other one I've killed was up in Rochester when I intentionally went like 18 or 21 clicks lean. (laughs) (laughs) Because we were curious to see like, okay, so how easy is it to kill one? This one basically sounds like a diesel truck because I built it out of old parts that I took out of other engines that were being rebuilt. So it was like, you know, an old piston, an old sleeve, an old con rod. The crank was one that the bearing spun on it, so it was all oh, trash man. parts. And it had been running for almost a year. <laughs> so I was like, I think it's time we send this guy off and <laughs> rebuild it. So I went and leaned the absolute living daylights out of it and tick tocked the crap out of it till you can count the blades. I ended up destroying the clutch in the black nitro and it still kept going. Oh, uh, man. It wow. got to the point where after that, you know, twenty one clicks, we couldn't get it to start after. Um, but it finished the flight and finished the tank. Nice, That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, so
2: yeah, I'm, I'll stick with them for a bit. <laughs> Why, sure. Yeah, I always ask, and it seems like a lot of people either fall one side or the other. I mean, there's a yeah. few like I've spent some time talking to Tom Shin over the weekend. He was explaining some of the differences. He runs both. Yeah, Dan uh runs both, but most people seem to either. I've, like you say, I've either had a lot of problems with YS and OS is easier or vice versa, and they just kind of stick with one. Yeah. But I'm always curious to everyone's experience with one or the other.
3: I think they're all good, and it all depends on what you get used to. And I, I feel like right. they, tune,
2: people, they tune way differently, correct? Yeah, so yeah exactly. Different needles are to, linked to each other. More, and,
1: yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's cool. Uh, well, on the topic of engines, what fuel do you run? So I run VP now, mostly
3: because okay. it's easier for me to get. Um, mm-hmm. They ship it with six gallons per case. Yep. Um, before that, I was running Rotor Rage, and then before that, Cool Power. And okay. just for just for um, nostalgic reasons, my favorite is Cool Power because that's what I flew as a kid, and it's got that smell. And for some reason, it smokes more than any other brand of nitro. So yeah, you yeah. can be running perfectly tuned, and you can smoke the place out like you're running at break-in needle
1: settings. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So how did this whole Scott sc- for president
4: – how <laughs> oh, did that
1: just – it seemed like it was just nowhere. And then all of a sudden on RC Haley Hangouts and all the other Facebook pages, it just started popping up like like wildfires. I, don't, I mean, what's going on? It's, it's called a <laughs> grassroots
2: campaign, <Steve>. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> literally I was in the same boat. I'm like, "Oh god, I don't even know how to react to these posts." <laughs> so, it all started with my buddy Boyce Elliot. So, Boyce Elliot kind of got into the hobby around the same time I was getting back into it, mm-hmm. and he posted on the hangout with a an old Raptor 50 that he just bought off eBay, and he's like, "I've always wanted to get into helis. This is my first one. Like, I'm excited to start." And I saw in the picture that there was some stuff wrong. Like the fly bar was a little bent. I saw some wiring that was like ready to chafe and fail and stuff. I'm like, I PMed him because I saw he was pretty close within like, you know, 30 or 40 minutes of my house. And I was like, you know, dude, let's get together and let me go through this thing and we'll get it flying. Mm -hmm. So from there, we became good friends. We've been flying together now since 17 every weekend at my local field. So he (laughs) decides to get that little postcard and put it in his mailbox signed with my name on it. And Mm -hmm. he takes a video of it signed and he throws it in his mailbox and posts it. And I was like, oh boy, okay, that's funny. Mm -hmm. And then my buddy here, my other flying buddy that's real local who works with me, Mike Lawrence, he did the same thing and he posted up a picture of it signed. And then you know, four people did it and then six people did it and then 30 people did it and 80 people did it. I'm like, oh, oh, what is happening? And I think what had happened was what started as a joke became, you know, like a – People realized, I guess, how discontent they were with how things are being ran. And I think people wanted to do something about it. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> once, once I saw, you know, like 80 plus people or whatever started posting stuff and Sherman Martin ended up calling the AMA and he was like questioning them how many people usually send in votes and stuff and what the normal. Oh, really?
1: You know, I didn't know Sherman did that. That's cool. Yeah.
3: So apparently like the normal participation is down in like the, the 60s and
2: 70s. I wow. think it's way lower than that. Tina yeah. also called and she said that uh it's only like fifteen, twenty percent participation is what
1: Well I mean fifteen, twenty percent of how many members though, aren't they two hundred thousand or yeah. whatever. Which yeah. is that's still quite a bit. You know, a lot yeah, more but than... that's not
2: as many as you would think. I mean
1: sure, uh, sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been a member of AMA. I don't know how many years, and those things come in the mail, and I throw them right out. Like I don't right. bother. I
2: think that's what everyone does. Yeah, yeah, until today, it. until <laughs> now. <laughs> right.
1: Oh, man, that's awesome. Though.
0: So, do you think that you think the AMA is going to be like, who the hell is this Scott Cram guy? We keep getting <laughs> votes for this guy.
3: Yeah, I was really worried that they'd get upset because I don't want them to think like we're making a joke of their their process or something. Kind of like not taking them seriously. So I was super concerned that someone at the AMA was going to get mad. um, And then people started asking me, like, you know, what are you going to do if it happens? What are you going to uh, – are you going to take it seriously? And the answer is inevitably yes. If if it goes through and they're actually going to do this, I'll take it as seriously as I do my day job. But, you know, it's, it never started with the intent of being a serious thing.
0: Mm-hmm. So, I think mm-hmm. I think it's good, and I definitely think they're going to look at it as – it could be a wake-up call for them,
3: you know? Yeah. At the very least, it shows how many people are discontent with the options are given. Right. So mm-hmm. kind of like what I said with the, you know, cracking nitro and this, it's poking the bear to maybe make something happen.
1: Yeah. yeah. We all know about poking the bear. Well, <laughs> Kevin knows it very well. Yeah. So does Bill. Yes. So I know we kind of, a little before the show, we were kind of talking about this. And so do you think, like, I don't know, what do you think your chances are, like, actually – Becoming a president of AMA. So I don't think I'm eligible.
3: I know that you have to hold some sort of position in the AMA in order to be eligible to win. So they were saying that one of those positions is either going to be um, being a district VP
1: mm-hmm.
3: or you can be a leader member um, in order What's to become a leader
1: member. Um, I, don't
3: I, I, know,
1: I don't know what that term is. like.
3: So AMA. I guess it's a it's a I don't know exactly, but it's a, a member in the AMA that's like deemed. A leader of other people in the AMA, and it needs to be signed off by a district VP. I'm I don't know what
2: like a liaison to members, yeah, sort of. Top of yeah, that kind of.
3: Yeah. Um, so yeah, it would have to be signed off by a district VP to say that you know this person is of good nature. They're you know mm-hmm. a, a decent person. They're not going to do anything bad that could misrepresent the AMA. Yes. Um,
1: An yeah. ambassador.
3: Yes, an ambassador. There you go. Yeah. So that's trying to think. I know
1: Urcha had those things. Had something similar. Yeah,
2: member ambassadors. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I think Robert Monty's a member
2: ambassador. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So obviously the standards are very low for Urcha.
3: (laughs) Oh. oh, oh. Man, tough crowd.
1: (laughs) I'm gonna go tell Monty. <laughs> oh, he already knows. Oh, he'll <laughs> hear it. <laughs> yeah, he'll hear it. <laughs> he'll be the first one to hear it. It's funny because like I'll release the episode sometimes, and he'll like message me. He'll be like, "Damn, it actually got released already!" Like damn, I didn't even know. And I'm the <laughs> one who publishes it.
4: <laughs>
3: anyway, so the the whole leader member thing. So we're trying mm-hmm. to do it. Casey over at um in Virginia, Casey Campbell was mm-hmm. was trying to make that work for me, and he says I got to go meet the guy in person uh, up in Virginia and. You know, we were kind of joking that he wants to meet me in
1: person so he can assassinate me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> um, and so wait, is, is that district part of your district or, are, or where you live or your club part of that mm-hmm. district?
3: Yeah, district four, I think. Right? Four. District, okay. Yeah. Yep,
1: four. So I don't think that's
3: going to happen. The only the only thing I have with the AMA that's anything more special than a regular member is life membership. But I don't think that really counts for anything. Right. As far as like holding office or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, I'd be interested to see how AMA responds to this. Because if they're saying, like, you know, I don't know, if they get, like, whatever amount, 60, 80, whatever it is, and we're already past that, like, the, the heli community voting you, you know, writing you in, it's already past that. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious how they'll respond. Like, maybe they won't, you know, they might be like, hey, we can't do the president thing, but, you know, we're going to do this or something. So I'm curious to see what how, uh, what they come back with.
3: Yeah. It would be interesting. I hope they at least acknowledge it and don't just, you know, treat it like nothing happened.
1: Yeah, I think that's the worst thing they can do because it's it's in the forefront for us, right? Like, we, yeah. we you know, we know this has happened and we know we voted for you and we wrote you in. So it's like we want to hear something. We expect to hear something from AMA. And if we don't hear anything, I think that's just going to put another nail in their coffin that, like, the heli community doesn't really have much faith in the AMA community, you know? Yeah. Um, board or, you know, the people running it. So, and it's funny because I always look at those ballots and I always look at the VP spot and it's all empty. It's like because <laughs> no one wants to be VP. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like okay, so no one wants to be VP, and there's like two names usually or three names for the presidency, and it's like okay, yeah. all right. That's why I usually throw it away. I th- I feel like it's a joke, you know, like they're even taking it as a joke because it's like I don't know. There's not like you think that. AMA's been around for such a long time that the, you know, the folks in it would be, like, really trying to keep this hobby alive, keep the you know AMA well, community organization alive. Too. Yeah, well,
0: I guess, yeah. And, and when you have something like that happen with Urcha and the dates and the oh my God, yeah. model rocketry comes up, I mean, it's, it's coincidental that something like this happens on the back of something like that. But, hey, you know, like yeah. I said before, it could be a wake-up call. Hopefully, though. Hopefully, like, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're they're an organization. If I know anything from being in an organization for thirty years, that living where I live, and you know, they they do take stuff like that serious. Yeah, normally they don't Great. just like pass it off.
2: I mean, had we known, kind of ahead that it was going to get this big, we could have probably actually lobbied and pushed to. Because I feel like, unless you're in the hangout or kind of. N- know you there may be a lot of Haley guys that didn't even have a clue this was going on yeah right. that, yeah there was a couple people that
3: that posted they wrote in they're like i don't even know who you are but i voted for you on here because
2: everyone else is doing it <laughs> okay <yeah. laughs> i was like thanks i bro. mean like if we had talked <laughs> about it a little more on the podcast or got on Haley freak or reached yeah. out a little more we probably could have got a lot bigger presence
1: yeah yeah, and, yeah and like one really. writer you know all the rc groups just all the other forums um that'd be cool and,
3: I could have uh, made sure I was prequalified, you know find find out how to get and hold a position before we even try and do this, you know had it been premeditated.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and that Still, that kind of
2: mm-hmm. oh, go ahead, Steve. I got another question.
1: Well, no, I mean, but to that to that point, like, I just feel like, I mean, how how would I word this so I don't sound like an asshole? <laughs> I just think that. Um, If they don't give you that, if you got the most votes and they don't give you that, that's okay, right? Because you don't qualify, and and we understand that, and there are bylaws to being AMA members and stuff, but Mm -hmm. they have to acknowledge and do something, whether, you know, maybe you go against your District 4 as a VP. Who knows, right? Like maybe they they say, okay, well, we're going to take a vote on this then, you know? I don't know. Just something.
3: At the very least, Mm -hmm. help me become a leader member. That's something that they can do. So right. then, now we're eligible, and we'll try it again next year, and we'll do it with intent and seriousness, and we'll do it right.
0: Yeah, campaign you know, and lobby it, for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we get all the podcasts together and just keep talking about it. You know, yeah. spread because what as started as,
3: as a joke, what started as a joke, doesn't need to remain a joke. You know, absolutely. No. no.
0: Uh,
2: well, as that kind of leads into my question, Scott, would you be willing to use this as a Jumping point to be a leader member or maybe run for a district VP.
3: Yeah, I mean, I I personally think it'd be great. I need to see yeah. exactly what is involved in holding mm-hmm. that position because I don't know if I need to be in Muncie for an extended period of time. Um, mm-hmm. obviously I can go, you know, once a month or something or once right. every other month. I wouldn't mind that, but you know, if they're like, yeah, you got to be there once a week or something, it's oh, I don't think it's that. No, I, I don't think I, it is either. I but,
2: don't know, but. I don't think, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. Maybe you'll meet in a year or something.
1: Yeah, but, I would think the annually or maybe, you know, biannually, you have to come in, to board meetings and talk and stuff. But yeah, nothing, nothing like weekly or monthly for sure. Right. Because, but that's really the
3: big deciding factor is what, what do you need me as far as mm-hmm. like presence and doing things? Um, yeah.
2: If right. it could
3: be done remotely, then sure, this is something we could accomplish.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and that would be a, a, since you're into helis and stuff, as far as I know, there's no one on the executive council or deep or, I guess, higher up in the AMA that is like heli-centric uh, or has helis as their main interest in the RC hobby. Yeah. So, we're kind of not represented. So, having someone like yourself would be a huge benefit just as just as a representation yeah. for uh, And I'm, I'm very passionate RC Helis, about, the whole
3: the whole thing yeah i'm passionate about trying to get us as modelers separated from um you know uas platforms and any kind of unmanned uh, drone laws yeah, sure because we're not the same thing you know as no. heli guys are not breaking the 400 foot barrier on a regular basis maybe like once or twice but you know we're we're trying to get as low as we can when we fly. We're not doing the same thing as, yeah. as these other drones.
1: We're not <laughs> yeah. flying
2: into skyscrapers in Manhattan yeah. or exact stupid spaces
1: yeah. either. Yeah. We're not That's saying go higher, go farther. We're saying get lower, get <laughs> <and>, you know, <laughs> get closer, lower. we lower like we don't want to see that heli disappear. We want to see it actually in front, you know, not in front in front, but like, you know, where we can see it and see the ground and see, you know, the the clippings of the grass get cut as you're as they're, you know, do some collective stops and stuff. Yeah,
3: and there's got to yeah. be some ways we can tie in some uh, some notes in there that you know, if you don't have pilot input for you know thirty seconds or something, does the aircraft crash? No, well, yeah. yes. Yeah,
1: yes. <laughs> yes. Right. So thirty seconds. That's different. being very liberal. Like, yeah. five seconds, three seconds. Yeah, you know, it could all end.
0: <laughs> yeah. And when you look at when when that question about whether they what they meet once a once or twice a month or whatever um, when you look at the districts I seriously doubt you know Alaska yeah. Ohio Montana Oregon that district uh 11 that they're mm-hmm. flying in you know once a week yeah
3: but again cleanup. this is this is president of the AMA though I mean I figured that that position would really need a lot more attention than some of these other district VPs have to do and stuff like that you know
0: yeah yeah oh, I thought we were talking about the district uh, VP
1: position oh
3: okay yeah
1: yeah, yeah. <clears throat> i mean yeah and and i don't know i feel like there's got to be some some you know, like meeting notes or meeting minutes kind of deal with like oh it's gonna be that all stuff.
0: transparent yeah i would think it's all open you could probably like you
1: would think you should be able to find on their site or something yeah but um
3: yeah. i'm sure monty's like screaming right now listening to this podcast because oh, he knows exactly where it's posted
1: he, yeah, yeah well, for sure <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we'll I'm not sure. I know Monty <laughs> So, you know, I I see this as, I see this as like a big change in in our in our community. Um, if you do get some type of position in the AMA, whether yeah, it could be a community leader or whatever we call it, um, I can see that changing the the current trajectory of like how the AMA is being ran. Because you're heli-centric, and and not that you don't, you're not like helis, yes, quads and planes, no, and you know, let's get those guys out of here. You're not like yeah, that, yeah. you know, but you do have the the heli population's concerns in your mind, right? Like because you are one of those folks, right? So, and I feel like that you're the turning point. That if you actually get something like that leadership thing. Um, And maybe the following year you become a district district VP. That there's going to be more folks that will do this too. Like I don't think it's just going to end with you. Like I I think there's going to be more like the newer, the more younger generation. You know, will kind of jump in and be like, "Well, Scott did this, and like that's not a bad idea." Why can't I? Why can't yeah? Why can't I? And and have a more balanced AMA because right now it's not balanced at all when. You know, AMA can go to Urcha and be like, screw you guys. Model rockets rock. Awesome. Bye. Move <laughs> shit. You know, yeah. like that's bullshit. Like, well, I wasn't
0: even thinking along airplanes, helicopters. I was just thinking, you know, Scott's a younger guy and can get in there. That's it. And, and, you know, that kind of thing like has a different outlook on where the
2: hobby should go. Well, he's bull- he's under 60. so Exactly. Yeah.
1: Is is that a thing? I don't know. It's, I haven't really looked at the back of AMA magazine to see like all the different district VPs. Is that like a – I don't see any young guys. There's none? There's none in the 30s, 40s I, I think most of them are retired. Speaking of which,
2: I was going to propose Teshner 2022 maybe? Yeah, man. Let's or a leadership it. role? Let's do yeah. it. Or Something.
1: district two VP?
2: Something.
0: Oh, I thought Court Jester.
2: He's Fort going to be Chester. in Florida, Fort so whatever Chester. district that oh, is. Oh, so
1: yeah, yeah, he'll be in a different district in Florida, right?
2: Yeah, he could be the grouchy old Florida guy that, you know. With my white shoes. Wait, are
1: you telling me he'll fit right in? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly,
3: dude. Yeah, you guys missed out on your retirement podcast. You guys can go run the AMA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: we gonna totally miss that. Aspect.
0: I will gladly head up the RC Blimp community and anything that has to take place with that.
1: I'm I'm down for Tanks the I, I, I just like shooting shit off and never seeing it ever again. I think that's the perfect um, you know. That was I mean, me at Fest 2016 then. or 2017. I'm gonna I take a control me. line. Ah, You look at the control line.
3: Rockets are the purest form of send it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
4: <laughs>
1: you
0: know how they're all coming for your guns? I'm I'm going to be coming for your control lines. Oh Yes. You <laughs> know yeah.
1: Damn. You to come for all my uh class G rockets? Or you're gonna be like, nah, you only get A B and C's now, that's it. No, I'm just that big
0: I'm just gonna be running around with a pair of cutters cutting control line. It's gonna be my <laughs> platform.
1: <laughs> oh <laughs> my God. imagine uh, what are those like those uh they're like I don't know if they're like turbines or something, but they're like <laughs> the screaming uh, control lines. Oh uh, uh, pulse jets. Pulse jets. Pulse jets. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, the pulse jets, the pulse rockets, whatever they are, yeah.
0: I just—if you need to hang on to something that's cemented into the ground to fly your model, I think you got, there's a problem. You really shouldn't be doing that.
2: I don't know. You guys don't do that? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. Uh, it depends on how many drinks a had before. I just—I just hang on to Rob.
0: Rob McClellan. He's cemented enough for me. Uh-oh. He's cemented into the ground. <laughs> he's got great footing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where I'm going.
3: I don't know where you're going, Daddy. No. Yeah, but then to your point, it, I hope it does make other people kind of realize it's something that we can do because yeah. even, you know, growing up as a kid and even as an adult, I would never have like even considered trying to do something like this. Yeah. And this kind of opened my eyes that, hey, why don't you? Why can't you try and make a difference? Yeah. You know, yeah. it's it's not something that is like this closed club, I guess. If you do things right and you can get enough support, maybe you can actually get voted in Yeah, and do something, you know? Right. So. Maybe other people will do the same thing. And at the very least, like I've you know people start to mention things they are not happy with, and the magazine came up and they were saying that you know nobody writes articles for magazines anymore that are helicopter specific. Why don't we start doing that? I mean i've I'm trying to get the um, the contact info i've I've got it written down on my other computer of who the person is that um, basically works in that magazine, and I want to ask them if I can start submitting articles. Uh, yeah. Like why not? I mean, we we know a ton of stuff about helis, so why don't we just share it?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I'm yeah. sure they'd yeah.
2: be glad to have it too.
1: You know, and it's you made a good point. It's like, every everyone likes to complain about shit, and everyone complains, right? Like whether yeah. they like it or not. It's like, but if you want change, then then do can, it. Yeah, step yeah. up and and be the change that you want. Right? Like you want to. You want like how you're saying that, you know, you kind of want to separate the, the RC helicopters with the U.S. stuff as far as, as, far as the government's eyes. Right. Because they, they see it all as one thing. Yeah. But like, and that's I'm sure that's everyone in a helicopter hobby. Like everyone's like, what is this FAA bullshit? Why do we have to do this? We're, you know, self-organized and everything. And so, like, why do we need this? So to get that type of change is yeah, maybe, you know, go go for office and, and push that change so- that you want.
2: To be a hundred percent fair though, I think that the AMA has been trying really hard to separate all sure. AMA from yes. the yeah. UAS type stuff. And we
3: also don't know everything that they're doing as well. We
2: just know yeah. what they've told so us I, they're I, doing. I, so, yeah. yeah. I yeah. think that's been their biggest part is trying to separate us from the quote unquote drone yeah. problems. Not necessarily drone hobbyist drone users racers freestyle that but the the not in the hobby either commercial drone or yeah the people that don't are aren't even in the ama go buy something and then crash it
1: i mean the the easiest way i think it's like if we're flying in ama field then we should be governing ourselves that's that's it like you know we shouldn't have to like if you're flying at a park sure you got to follow everyone else's role but like Right. Flying at an AMA sanctioned field, that's the governing body that we should be paying attention to. Right. Yeah,
3: care.
0: and that's how it's been for like 80 years.
3: Yeah, yeah forever. Exactly. Right.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: <clears throat> and then why can't they have you know altitude limits that apply in the normal environments, and then you have ones that apply in AMA fields? Yeah. Like, what's right. the, what's the problem with that? So there's a you know a field where people do pattern flying. You need to break the 400 foot barrier. Mm-hmm. Cool. It's in an AMA registered field. They know where mm-hmm. it is. Yes. Um, I mean, hell, even give us a TFR over the field for the event,
2: you know? Right, right. Yeah. Right. That's been the the the, the biggest problem of this last little spat with everything is no exceptions whatsoever. Yeah. But that's the same part or that's the same point. 107 certificate uh, holders can get exemptions to go over 400 feet. Like, yeah. That makes zero sense. Mm-hmm. You know, sailplanes. Giant scale planes, pattern, iMac, all that stuff needs to break 400 feet or you just will not do it. Yeah. It's probably the control line, guys. Maybe.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Your control line must be under 199 feet.
1: (laughs) Uh, But, okay. So that's so we'll see i guess right time will tell so the today was actually the last day you can postmark your your votes for scott um which is the, the tuesday before the, the episode is actually released so by the time you hear this episode i'm hoping uh, i mean it's gonna definitely take some time for them to gather all the votes and figure out um do a count and all that stuff do they ever like Publicly announce that stuff. Like I don't, I don't know. That's what I'm wondering. Anything.
2: Yeah, I don't ever remember seeing results, but surely yeah. we can find out
1: somehow. Yeah, like I'm sure they do. Like, okay, this is your new president. Like that type of result and announcement. But I don't know if they ever like actually give you numbers of stats and data. You know. Right.
0: Yeah, I I really didn't see any like hanging Chad episodes over the year, <laughs>
3: the years or anything like that. <laughs> I want
0: a recount. recount! Yeah, I demand a recount.
4: <laughs> yeah.
3: If I hear anything back, I'll post it up on the hangout and tell you guys. Assuming it's not like you know stuff I shouldn't publicly talk about, but um, yeah, if they tell me that you know we're apologized, you lost or whatever due to votes or eligibility,
2: yada yada yada, I'll post it up and share it mm-hmm. with everybody. Yeah, because yeah. we're curious, just how many votes you do get, you did get or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and and who's the um, who's the auditors for this voting? I just want to make sure. Are we gonna get a uh, you know? What is? What are those companies? Ah, um, oh, what the hell is K, KPMG? Are we gonna get uh, Price Waterhouse? Yeah, the ones that
2: threw the Oscars and screwed it all up that year. <laughs> yeah,
1: they yeah, did, 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 That was yeah, Steve they, Harvey.
2: Huh? Steve Harvey
1: screwed it up. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> I was actually talking just talking to my wife about that. He was she was watching some clip of Steve Harvey on the on her, I guess, on Facebook or something. I was like, did that guy mess up on something? He still has a show. <laughs> <laughs> so, yep. They even called him back to do the beauty pageant the next year. (laughs)
0: Yeah, that's right. So, Scott, as president, will you be deporting (sighs) Trappy?
1: Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Pulling my collar here. No comment. No comment. (laughs) No comment. No comment. Sorry. Sorry. That's all the questions he'll be taking for today. I need
0: to be a presidential advisor so I can tell him the proper thing is you need to do the Oliver North. I can't recall at this time what our action will be. Yeah.
3: Do not recall Senator. Exactly. There you go.
0: He's set. He's all set. Yeah. I got it all.
3: We're good. He's ready to go to Muncie.
1: Yeah.
3: Look, I've been watching House of Cards. I get how this works. Yeah yeah, just... yeah,
1: yeah. You know the politics behind politics,
2: yes. Yeah, just watch all the TV and shows and movies about politics and you'll have it figured out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just watch Howard Dean as what not to do.
1: No nah, man. Next I want to talk to Scott about the nitro kraken conversion yeah that you made so what was like i mean obviously you're a nitro person but what was kind of your thought pattern when you because originally you sold like your goblin sport lines right like your thunder sport lines and you just bought like two krakens right
2: let let me take a stab at this okay (laughs) uh scott had a kraken he looked at it and he said, this thing would be 300% more cool if it smoked. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Am I close?
3: You're pretty close. So (laughs) when the Kraken first came out, you know, I thought it kind of looked cool, but I couldn't justify it because I already had black thunders and stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, these already fly really good. I have no problems with them. I don't really want to change for no reason. And, uh, I was kind of like, I don't, You know, I'm still new to electric. I'm not totally sold on it because I prefer how nitro flies. I don't think I'm going to buy a Kraken. So then Shaggy Parker posts up a picture in the Hangout of a Microsoft paint-drawn nitro Kraken. So he just, like, scribbled on a pipe and made some squiggly smoke out the back. He's like, there, I fixed it. I will take two or whatever, you know, in his post. Mm -hmm. And I saw that, and I was like, yeah. Yeah. That actually looks like it'd be pretty Ooh, good. Bulb. <laughs> and I've been, I've kind of thought about it before because I was like, well, I wish it was nitro. Maybe they'll launch a nitro.
4: Yeah.
3: And then when I saw that picture, I was like, well, why don't we try it? So I kind of teased in the comments. I'd be like, yeah, I might actually do that. It might exist. We'll try it. And uh, I kind of toyed with the idea. And, you know, I didn't have a Kraken, so I couldn't really look at it and see what was involved and how well it would work. So I kind of figured, you know, I'll just get my hands on a Kraken at some point. So Jay Treadway bought a Kraken, and he had offered to lend it to me in order to kind of measure things up before he built it. So I took his kit, and I started measuring up and modeling the gearbox portion of it in CAD. And then it was still not fully assembled. I've never seen a Kraken in person built. So it wasn't until um, XFC when I was looking at Paul's stuff, when he came over for like a practice day, yeah. He, he flew down for a weekend and we practiced the routine and stuff together at my work. And I was really kind of looking over the Kraken going, this thing literally is perfect for a nitro. Yeah. The whole gearbox basically is everything that flies. Yep. Everything south of that is just free space. Yep. And then the canopy was already like pre-cut to accept a tank and a pipe.
1: Right. Right, right. Yeah. With those side panels, right, yeah. Yeah.
3: You only had to make like a small divot for the pipe to fit into in the side. So I was like, mm-hmm. well, hell. Why don't we do this? The width of the gearbox was close enough to the chassis of the black nitro to okay. where it, it bolts up. So all I really had to do was was take both side frames for both helis, mm-hmm. um, draft them into CAD, and then combine the drawings together. So I had the front and the tank portion of a black nitro and mm-hmm. then the upper transmission and boom area of a Kraken. And when I started drawing this up and kind of mapping it out, everything just made more and more sense. And you know, the the main gear were the same number of teeth, the gear ratio is all the same. The one way is included inside the gearbox instead of in that sixty tooth gear. Mm-hmm. So like every as my I worked my well, along the project, it just got easier and easier. And it's all
1: fell um, into place, huh? Exactly.
3: Oh, yeah. And it wasn't until a week before Modown that I actually finished drawing up the side frames and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is definitely gonna work. The only thing I'm unsure about is the, uh, the belt tensions. So mm-hmm. the black nitro, the boom, slides with the mother plate. Yeah. It does not do that with the Kraken. It's attached to the side frames. Yeah. So you need to have enough travel to tension your engine belt while still keeping your tail belt within tension. Right. So there were some concerns there. So the very first version I made, um, the engine could not tighten the belt enough. I needed to move it about, I think, four or five millimeters forwards more. So I made a a second version of the frames, and this was all one day at work. Like, I took a Friday off work Mm -hmm. before the heli existed and before everything was, like, fully drawn, and I just brought the heli to work. And I work in a place that has, you know, a laser cutter, um, Mm -hmm. a fiber laser, and I can get side frames cut in, like, you know, 40 seconds. I send the print out to the machine, and I've got new side frames. So by lunchtime, I was on revision two. All the belts were tensioned up. And everything looked like it was going to work. So at that point, I ordered some carbon fiber off Amazon, had it delivered next day with Prime. Mm -hmm. And you're not supposed to do this, but I put the carbon on the fiber laser, and I cut it out. So the issue is um, if you use nitrogen and you cut carbon with it, um, it makes cyanide, (laughs) which I Googled.
1: Yeah, it's it's very toxic. Just supposed to use CO2 lasers, not fiber. Yeah, we your T-shirt up
2: over your mouth. You'll be fine.
1: Yeah, I mean your laser cutter you gotta have a uh, air air filtration system, right? Like that <laughs> air does not stay in there; it gets sucked out to a vacuum to outside and a carbon filter, right? Sure. <laughs> yes. You just, no, no. You have to say yes, 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 yes. yes. Safety first. Yes. yes. Totally safe.
0: I would have just called uh, in that person I don't like at work. Can you come in here for a few minutes?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I literally
3: just you know I, I hit the button, closed the door, and we turned the fan a on. And ran. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we came back like an hour and a half later. Um, it really wasn't that bad. It was such a small yeah. cut. It wouldn't have done anything. If you're cutting like, you know, six foot sheets, yeah, you're going to uh, smoke the place out or whatever. Wow. But um, so, yeah, I cut the first ones out of carbon. Um, I just didn't realize the first time I made it that um, I made the top frames really thin, um, the hole position between the top of the frame and the, where the holes are actually positioned. So it was fine in aluminum. And I had done the test flights with the aluminum ones. It was fine, but the carbon. Um, it was only like half of a half of a weave worth of material at the top, so before I even bolted it on, I knew that you know I screwed that up and I goofed it. So mm. that was version two, I think. So I made a version three, and I cut those for Paul, and Paul got those for the mow down. I just stuck with those version twos. And that's why, as soon as mine went into the mow down, it broke in half.
1: So, so that's why Goodrow crashed, ended the way it ended. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
3: So okay. it. it I was I thought it was gonna break in flight, it was that thin. Oh so wow. first, time I, first time I flew with the carbon ones and it didn't fly apart in the air, I was like, okay, success. If I ever touch the ground, it's toast. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what happened. So I threw the aluminum ones on at the mow down. Mm-hmm. Um and those were okay. They had more beef up top, but you know, aluminum doesn't really fare too well to impact. And yeah. I skid bumped the ever living hell out of it the first night flight. And then I swapped him out and gave Jason the controls and he did the same thing. And we both cracked the frames by the tank Mm. just because the boom is connected right there and aluminum tends to crack, not flex. So,
1: yeah, Um, and and then fatigue and crack. Yep.
3: Yeah. But Paul had the good design. He also had. I think it was a three millimeter thick or something. Wow. You could probably put a bomb off in the tank and those things will still be okay. (laughs) I know. That's that's hefty. Yeah, it was was good stuff. And he got it from Dragon Plate, too. It's like real solid carbon through. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. Through,
1: through, right. Okay. So he could
3: probably crack a runway with those.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Uh,
3: Nice. So then I got another set of what I call V4s. Those are the ones that I sent the information over to Sab. Mm-hmm. um i gave them the prints and stuff because they were gonna basically work out the what parts need to go with it and they're gonna label it do a manual and all that good stuff because during oh, the that's
1: so awesome yeah
3: yeah they called me during the modown and and they were talking so, to me about what what was that so whose day it was a like enrico and stefano or no it was it was bert and uh, okay. and kyle really it was mostly bert because he was we're kind of working out the deal Um Enrico was a little bit involved because people had been contacting Enrico asking to pre-order the Nitro Kraken. And you know, (laughs) he wakes up and he's like, What? (laughs) 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 What are you talking about? (laughs) So then he calls Bert and he's like, Well, what's going on down there and what are you guys doing? And and this all kind of came about. So
1: um
3: I probably should have told more people um
1: before I just Busted it out at a flying. field. No, you I feel. think he did it perfectly. I know. I I know I I you told me. You showed me a video like a week before of you flying in it. And at first, I'm like, "Okay, Scott's flying a nitro, cool." Yeah, you didn't then see Then I'm the looking at it and I'm like, like no. "What is that? Why is it so thin? Look, wait, wait, it's a goblin. I can tell. Oh shit, it's a kraken. Okay, now it all clicked." <laughs>
3: Yeah, I remember when I first sent it, I think you just wrote back, like, nice. And I was like, "Yeah, like, oh. I really, really expect more <laughs> than that. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, Steve's a dick. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah, seriously. I
3: got to look at that. I got to look at that message on, on Facebook. Yeah. I think I just went quiet after that, and I was like, okay, um, all right, I'll just <laughs> go do something else. <laughs> anyway, um, so, yeah, they, they called me during the mowdown, and, and me and Bert and Frank and all kind of chatted about what we're going to do and – what we did do and how it looks and stuff. And apparently everyone was there. Um, You know, they said it looked almost factory. They were really pleased with how it looked and they thought it was cool. So Bert was really interested in getting it going. I knew that I wasn't planning to sell anything. I didn't want to make frames. I didn't want to get involved in, you know, trying to deal with manufacturing. Yeah. I didn't want any part of that. I just, I just wanted a nitro Mm kraken. So, um, they offered to, you know, make the whole package, include all the nitro parts and obviously they're the manufacturers so they can get better pricing beforehand on all those parts that are needed cuz yeah. it's it's a lot of black nitro stuff. It's the whole engine mount, the clutch stack, everything from a black nitro. And then the only thing I really designed and made was the frames. So without them I don't think it could have been a thing. So I gave them the version four the following week after I made the final tweaks. Like I moved the tank a little bit. Um, I beefed up a little bit of the area that, uh, mounts to the Kraken uh, transmission area just to be safe. I didn't want anyone having issues with frames cracking and whatever. So sent that stuff off and then, uh, worked, worked with Kyle to try and get a list of parts, uh, for everything that I used to convert it. Um, You know, as far as the the black nitro components, the clips, the pins, uh, anything that's in there that, you know, I may have overlooked or whatever. Because when I built it, I basically just pulled the four bolts out my black nitro and bolted it to the front of mine. Like I wasn't 100% sure in what components exactly went into that assembly. So he helped me out with that a little bit. So that was awesome. Um, And then they were trying to get them launched before Black Friday. And I was amazed
1: that they could even make it happen in such a short time span. Yeah. It was, well, I mean, technically, you did all the work, right? So, like, all cool. they had to do was, like, here's the design for the frames. Let's cut them out, get them manufactured, cut them out for us. And then um, all the, like, black nitro parts, they, they had those in stock pretty much, right?
3: Yeah, they, they did tweak it. So they took my frame designs and they changed it around. They made it look more Kraken-esque, I guess you could say mine looked mine looked more like a black thunder right it was you know flat in the front and it had that whole kind of look to it they changed it up i don't know if you saw uh if you look at kyle's unboxing video and look at the frames they're more Mm -hmm. kind of futuristic looking they have some different angles and stuff in the area where the belts go so all the the bolt on hole points are all the same as mine Mm -hmm. but they just made it look cooler um, nice. They changed the way that they space the skids a little bit. Um, I did like a carbon fiber strip that goes along the bottom to help mm-hmm. space the skids. Cause the cracking skids are narrower. So you got to make up the space.
4: Yeah.
3: Um, they ended up using actual spacers and stuff like that for that portion.
4: Okay. Um,
3: I'm trying to think what else they did. I know they lightened it a little bit.
4: Um, I'm curious what,
3: what, uh, thickness they went with the carbon. I don't, I knew this, but I forgot. Um, I thought that they did, um, Two mil.
1: Okay.
3: Does it does it have a weight, or have you heard a weight? Um, I don't know a, a ready to go weight. Every time someone's weighed it, it's been with you know a quarter tank, half tank, three quarter tank. Yeah. Um, I owe someone some some weights. I promised them that I'd go fill up my tank, weigh it, empty my tank, and weigh it. And I've just been dragging my feet on it. I haven't touched the nitro since um the event this weekend. So I'm probably gonna do that tomorrow and then I'll publish it up of what I what I have. But even that's not gonna be a, a good representation of it yeah. because my
2: frames right. are it would be a production. little different. Yeah. and eh, we'll find out soon enough I guess. I was just curious.
3: Yeah. I know Jonas um over I, I don't know mm-hmm. I think he's in Germany somewhere. He's Jonas Chappelle, I think his name is or I can't pronounce his name. Yeah. Um he did one that's like an ultra lightweight version. And his his is 0.6 pounds lighter than a black nitro. Wow. wow! Yeah, and his frames are made of G10, and he did them I think out of one and a half mil.
1: But he did it oh, so did he? Did you give him the design, or did he? I thought I thought you guys like he sh- you shipped him out a frame set or something. I didn't know he uh, made him out of different materials and stuff.
3: So before. Um, before I gave anything or even talked to SAB, um, mm-hmm. I was talking with Jonas, and you know I showed him a video of what I did. He thought it was cool, and yeah. he's the guy that did the 570 Nitro. Yep. So, you know, we're, we talked about that mm-hmm. endlessly when that came out, because I was totally obsessed with that project when it first yeah. announced.
1: Just, just um, so our listeners and folks know, I think it was the MRCI 570 conversion, right?
3: Yeah, it was originally his, and then MRCI, I guess, was taking the project, mm-hmm. and um, I think that that whole thing fell through, unfortunately, but, um, regardless though, I mean, he kind of, you know, worked with me back then. I was trying to build the first one in the States before it kind of fell through and whatever. So as soon as I had mine done, I was like, Hey, look at this. And, uh, he was all excited. So I went ahead and sent him the drawings for the side frame so he could make one too. Cause the, um, the BK one, the SAB USA conversion, I think Mm -hmm. is just in the U S I don't know if they're selling it internationally, but I think the intent was just to do it for the U.S. market.
1: Oh, really? I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know that. I, why would? I don't know why anyone would do that though. Like, why limit your market? Uh, I, mean, in I don't a know. market I that's so. You I, know. I think
3: they wanted to see how
2: it did first.
1: Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could be a a, a pilot program here, right? Like, use the like.
2: Uh, we don't know about this, but those dumb Americans like it, so it's <laughs> over there.
1: Well, it's also because like we can get nitro here way easier than. And cheaper than, I think, Europe. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think that had a little bit to do
3: with it. Um, I don't know if if they actually would sell it. Like, I'm not that in the know with this portion of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure if someone internationally tried to buy it, they'd still sell it that way. But
1: Yeah.
3: The whole intent was it was for us here in the U.S.
1: Yes, for our fuel heads. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, that's got to be pretty... I, I, I don't know, like... Feeling wise, emotionally wise, like, you know, to have like Bird and Kyle and like just Sab just be like, dude, what you did was amazing. We want to we want to mass produce this for for the U.S. market, you know, like that's got to be like an insane feeling that you got when you got that call or, you know, when you started talking to them about this process.
3: Yeah, it was definitely, definitely a very exciting moment because, you know, obviously I, I thought it was a cool project. I was proud of what I did. And Mm -hmm. I wanted other people to have it, but I really had no way to do it. So if it was just me, it would have been, you know, go to a company, get like 100 frames made and sell them at cost to people or whatever.
1: Yeah, or just provide the design and let them cut their own uh, out of a CNC or laser cutter. Yeah, and then, you know, they'll have to buy all the parts
3: and it would Mm -hmm. be a really expensive thing. So when SAB offered to do it, they did and they're going to make it easy for people to do this. I was like, that is cool because on one hand, awesome, like, you know, my brainchild or whatever or the thing Mm -hmm. I wanted to exist is now a thing. Yes. And the second thing is it's an extremely popular helicopter, the Kraken. So Mm -hmm. if this gets people to even convert and try nitro that wouldn't necessarily do it, now we've got more nitro people. And, you know, we need more nitro people in order to keep that part of the hobby alive. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: 100%.
1: Yeah. Can you talk to us about um, when you first built it? What was the experience of your first flight? The maiden flight? <laughs> you know, when when you're like, if you're very unsure, it's, is it going to blow up in the air? Is it going to tear it apart? Like, how, what did you do? Did, did you just stand behind her? a tree? Yeah, what? yeah, right.
3: So, yeah. I mean, I was pretty terrified. I was crapping bricks the whole time. That video I sent you was the maiden flight. Oh, that was. And my thinking was I have a week before Mowdown. If yeah. this fails, I need to know what's going to fail here. Yeah, but so, you didn't take it that easy. I mean, no, I, I picked it. <laughs> it up off the ground and it didn't explode immediately, and I uh-huh. just started beat. So it it took it, and you know I was scared the boom was going to hit the blades at some point. So everything I did, I tried to make sure it wasn't it wasn't going to come towards me if the worst happened. Sure. It was just going to explode into the ground. So um, it did well. Everything seemed to work, and then I just progressed with being more aggressive with it. And then I started doing over speeds, and then. I tried doing tail slides, uh, you know, disc out tail slides and pulling towards me to see if it just explodes and eats the boom. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it it was just fine. It flew just like the regular Kraken, except uh, you know a little bit less ballistic with the power.
1: Yeah. Um, how how was the matchup from the nitro motor? How it how it delivers the power, and then like the you know the, the Kraken has a pretty high like. The design of the actual Kraken itself has a quick, like agility to the head, right? It's like a snappiness, yeah. you know. So how did those two play together? Like was it was it a match made in heaven, or was it kind of like, oh shit, I'm just I'm pulling a lot of degrees and it's going quick, and you're like, you know? <laughs> well, no, it's actually it's not bad. I mean, it's
3: it flies as far as collective a lot like my black nitros. Um, mm-hmm. I run a lot of collective on nitro. I run fifteen degrees. Oh, um, wow. And I kind of burp and far into that, and I stay out of that range when I'm not using it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it made it feel more crisp. So I obviously love the Black Nitro, mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel super precise. If I was to explain it, it feels like there's more expo than normal. Okay. So when I built the Kraken one, it felt like everything was dialed and it was crisp. Nice. So it, it had all the features I loved about the the Black Nitro, but it it gave me a little bit more
1: precise flying. I was like, that is nice. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Um, let's talk about durability. Did you do any stress testing or durability besides just flying it hard? But did you like, I don't know, what 50 degrees a full elevator look like on this, you know? <laughs> did you do any type of uh, durability test? Did you change anything on the head or like any other like design changes before you're like, here, Josh, go fly? <laughs> you know? <laughs>
3: So the one that Josh flew, um, there was no durability testing. And like I said, I was waiting for it to explode. Yeah. Because um, it was the first version frames. I was terrified there was something wrong. Um, and, you yeah. know, as you guys saw in that video, yeah, it split apart. <laughs> yeah. But Josh,
2: he was the durability test. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> I gave the sticks to him and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> so I figured out why that happened, by the way.
2: Um,
3: I had my collective balance still on. Um, because just, I never had an issue with that portion of flying and he's used to flying without collective balance. So all of his helis, he turns it up to uh, 50. So if you're not familiar with V bar collective balance pools, collective, um, and cyclic, if you're digging into the sticks. So if yeah. you're doing something on the deck and you're really in it and you're hard collective hard, hard, uh, elevator per se, which is what he was mm-hmm. doing. Uh, it will literally stop you from rotating the model. Um, because you really shouldn't be doing that. You're about to, you know, severely bog the head, but you know, that you can do that and get away with it if you know what you're doing. Yeah. So I had left it on, on that model. I never, never changed it. Never had a problem with it before. And he wasn't expecting it. So as soon as he went into that maneuver, you can see the heli start to rotate quick. And then when he digs in, it stops and it just hits the ground. Ah. And it, as soon as it went in, it was the first thing he asked me, he said, what is your collective balance at?
1: (laughs) So, it's kind of funny. So, it's, it's a, see, that's something new that I've never really messed around with or really heard people talk about. The collective balance, is that one like, you know, when I'm on a bench and I do like full collective and then full elevator, you'll see like the swash go full elevator and then it'll kind of ease off on the elevator because yep. of – so, that's what that collective balance is.
3: That is what that is. So, if you bring it up to 50, it still does it but not nearly as much. Yeah. Um you, you get a lot more blade bark in the air because now it's allowing you to hit a higher degree of collective uh, and cyclic and on that one blade right. mm-hmm. yeah exactly ah. so it does it can cause other problems you know it's it's harder on the airframe it's it's might cause a boom strike if you do certain right. things at a certain time mm-hmm. um but again if you if you're used to it and you know what you're doing, it will not cause a problem kind of thing. So yeah. I don't recommend everybody rush to the radio and go pull the, you know, collective balance <laughs> out because it does help in most situations. Um, but when you get, you know, no mistakes high off the ground and you're really yeah. on the deck, yeah, it can yeah, be yeah. the difference between plowing it in and staying in the air. Right. Yeah. Wow, that's good to know. So that's what happened. It wasn't his fault. Um, yeah. He felt absolutely terrible for it. But, you know, I I told him it wasn't a big yeah. deal. And I told him, you know, if you put it in, you put it in make it look good. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that he did.
1: Um, I mean, I don't know. To me, anytime Josh flies, he, he makes any helicopter look good, even if it's someone else's, and he flies really high up. It yeah. just it still looks great, like his maneuvers.
3: Yeah, he's an awesome pilot. So. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't upset. Um, but that was durability testing. Um, mm-hmm. And then I durability tested it at RCHO about a month ago. So I had the you know version four production style frames. Okay. Yeah. And the uh, huh? yeah, there was a a video, a live video on RCHO of me flying the Kraken and I'm doing like these pyro TikToks from left to right, uh, about eye level maybe. And <laughs> me being an idiot, I'm like so impressed that it went so smooth and in such a straight line. I wasn't thinking of what I was going to do after that, which seems to be a reoccurring theme in my life. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <geez>. <laughs> so as soon as I'm like ready to do something else, I haven't put any thought in what I'm doing. I have no clue. So, If you look at the video, it just goes, like, and it just flips and does weird stuff. Like, I pull out of it, and then I drive it into the ground. (laughs) So. Damn. (laughs) But the frames were fine. There was no damage whatsoever. Um, Literally, it just broke the boom bolts. The boom was actually okay. Um, If I didn't care about the scratches and stuff on the boom and the chips and the paint, I could have just put new nylon bolts and new main blades on it and flown it.
1: Wow. Yeah, oh, so it's it's started. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I gotta I gotta look for that video. <laughs> Do you know who posted it? Was it Jay or yeah, Jay? Jay posted it. It's okay. uh, if you
3: go to the RCHO Facebook page, it's yeah. um, you know a couple scrolls down. It's it's a night flight under the lights. It was on a Tuesday, I think.
1: Awesome. Okay, I gotta check that out. Awesome. Uh, let me ask about CG. Does does anything change with the CG it's with with having a you know conversion? uh oh, at least on the, your versions i mean obviously the production SAB conversion could be different because they did change things but on yours like the, the one that you designed your version four frames
3: yeah so i run a i run a five thousand milliamp pack um okay. so with that and the tank and the position i had it in i had the head off and i had a balancing on the main shaft um that is insane on the main shaft yeah so just the you know whatever quarter inch or half inch, whatever size that main shaft is.
4: Yeah, it's whatever. It's like ten, 10 mil, mil or yeah. 10
3: mil, yeah. So yeah, it balanced on that, no problem with the motor in it and all the electronics in it.
1: Um, no fuel though, right? I mean no not that the fuel matters. It's right in the middle anyways, but
3: yeah. Okay. Um I did move the tank a little bit further forwards to be more under the main shaft after that version. Um okay. which I'm hoping that you can run
1: a smaller RX pack and still get really good CG. Um yeah, I'm surprised you were able to fit a 5000. I know, I'm, I mean, my yeah, my problem Nitro experience, it's like, even a 36, I'm, I can't fit that. Yeah, there's more room under the cracking canopy than the black nitro canopy. Mm. I've got a I mean, giant 5000 under right? it, no problem. Yeah. yeah, you don't have a giant 200 MPAC where, I guess, the, the receiver pack is now. So.
3: Yeah.
1: Hmm. Uh, what about gearing? Did you have to change anything with the gearing? Are you using the stock bell housing from the black nitro, I'm guessing?
3: Yeah, so it's stock bell housing, the um, drive gear in the actual transmission is a sixty tooth, and okay. that's the same as the Black Thunder. So you can use all. Sorry, that's the same as the Black Nitro. Black Nitro, yeah. So you can use the same uh, Black Nitro gearing. The kit ships with a twenty-six tooth, which mm-hmm. is what I run in all mine anyway. It's enough. You know, when you run a hundred percent with that, it's just over two thousand um, on the head, maybe twenty-one hundred if it's really screaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people do prefer a higher head speed. I know Jonas likes to run a twenty-seven or, or twenty-eight. Um but what,
1: like a twenty-three, I guess.
3: Uh yeah, he says 22? it gets upwards of 23, 24 I guess, when he's running. Wow. On a Nitro, that's screaming, wow. Yeah, that's what Duncan Bosian, I guess, is is gonna run. I recommend the twenty six though. I mean it it screams and it can do anything you want it to do on a twenty six. And it's a little bit more forgiving if you're really aggressive. Um, and it can hold, you know, 15 degrees. I can do a a vertical punch out and leave it at 15 degrees of pitch straight up and it doesn't, you know, overly bog the head.
1: Wow. 15 degrees too. I'm like on a I'm scared to run anything more than 13, (laughs) 13 and a half maybe.
3: Yeah. That one in uh, Rochester, that was running 15 degrees. That's why it does that really hard, uh, like stop thing I do when you do those, like, I don't know what they're called. Those little bunny hop things away from yourself. It's like brutal when it goes like burp, burp, burp yeah. all the way down the field. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay.
0: Now is that because there's a difference in torque? I would guess. Yeah. Is so you're you're definitely you're getting a torque?
3: gearing advantage. Yeah. With a 26 tooth.
1: And do you think that would change running an OS like a 105? Because I know OS is and YS is they they kind of like the t- top RPM speeds are a little bit different usually.
3: Yeah, and I sometimes think YS is
1: what seventeen thousand max,
3: I think, mm-hmm. is a max of the usable RPM. Yeah. Um that's actually a good question. I don't have a lot of experience with a one oh five. Um if I am correct, I think they operate at a lower RPM.
1: Yeah, I believe
3: so too. Like a little lower, like sixteen something. Yeah. yeah. So then in that case you might want to jump to like a twenty seven, but um it all depends. I mean, Nitro, you don't need more than two thousand. A lot of guys yeah. run like yeah. nineteen forty RPM and they're more than happy with the performance and it weighs a lot less than the electric too so you really don't need it. Okay
1: I don't think I have any other questions right we talked about gearing we talked about CG we talked about the conversion and um, SAB taking over on that and leading the way with it. How much how much stuff from the stock kit will you not use? Mm, Good question. So if you don't have
2: anything you want to buy tracking you want to buy a conversion kit i I assume side frames but is there anything else you could sell maybe uh, to recoup a few bucks pull off
3: the carters you pull off the battery tray the battery tray slides the esc tray Mm -hmm. plastic joiner for the esc tray the motor mount the motor pinion the motor shaft support that little l bracket that goes in the bottom yep um
2: and i think that's it okay so you could possibly get a few dollars yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah, easily,
1: easily, a hundred bucks or so. Yeah, 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 offset we'll
2: the, the cost of the conversion a little bit.
3: Yeah, and those parts do get damaged in crashes anyway. The um, the battery rails and stuff. Oh,
2: um, definitely. If you have yeah. a
3: bad enough crash, so I mean, I I've used mine already because I put my electric one in at MoDown, but mm-hmm. I had all the pieces I pulled off my nitro conversion right, right. It worked out. So yeah, you nice. can probably find some people to to buy it. Yeah, nice. That's cool.
1: Awesome. All right. So are you going to be getting a kit, a conversion um,
3: kit? I'm going to try and get one. I'd like to have a production one. It would be really cool.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it would be at least to get the black nitro parts to rebuild my, my black nitros.
4: I about that. I've got a
2: carcass laying over
1: there that's been stripped of all its stuff. Yeah, know, it's, it's so like...
2: sad looking at that.
1: Because you what, what, use um the tank and uh, the tank mounts, right? The side tank mounts and everything for the yeah. for the conversion. So yeah. Okay. okay.
3: So I have a I have a black nitro sitting with nothing in it and it's extremely tail heavy right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you're what? not balancing that on the main shaft. <laughs> yeah.
3: You were talking about, you know, selling the extra parts. It's really quite easy too to convert them back and forth. So mm-hmm. if you kept them you can convert it from nitro back to electric in, like, maybe two or three hours max. That's probably being overly, uh, you know, given too much time even. Because it's just the side bolts. You take the side frames off, and then you put your motor back on and wire in your ESC. Now you have another electric Kraken. Hmm. Yeah. It's the NEX6 cool. of yeah.
1: the world. <laughs> I was just thinking that. I was like, wow, oh, how cool it would it be if, like, SAV was, like, Any crack- Yeah, Yeah, any crack, (laughs) any crack. (laughs) (laughs) You know, be like, you know, you like maybe, maybe a little bit later down the line, or even maybe for Christmas, be like, hey, you can get a crack in electric or a nitro version. Take your pick and buy a full write-out kit. You know, and not have to like, okay, I'll buy the electric and buy the conversion, try to sell these parts to recoup money and all this stuff. Like, just to be able to buy like for ten ninety six, you know, whatever the price is. Um, to get a kraken with blades, nitro cracking with blades, you know, that that'd be a crazy deal. That'd be awesome.
3: Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if they'll do that, but it'd be really cool if they ever did. I don't think they will though. I think it's too niche of a market for nitro. And I think I think if you're a real nitro head, it's not gonna bother you that you're buying, you know, a thirteen hundred dollar nitro, you know. I mean, clearly guys do it with the um the Diabolos. Yeah. They're in that price point. Yep, Mm -hmm. And if you ask me, I mean, the quality is is similar. Maybe I'm a little biased, but, you know, SAB stuff is very, very nice. So you're spending kind of the same money to have a Nitro Kraken as you would spend to have a uh, Nitro Diabolo. (coughs) It might not be, you know, handmade and stuff the way that the Diabolo is, but. is is those? They're they're handmade?
1: um, I'm pretty sure the owner machines all of his stuff, unless I'm mistaken. It's all
2: made there in Germany. What's his name?
1: I knew they were all made in Germany. But I didn't know they were, like, handmade well, I by... think he ha-
2: Yeah, he has a few employees, but it's...
1: But, like, but he makes them in-house. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. Like, he doesn't outsource it. Yeah. You know, CNC work, the carbon work, oh. or anything.
3: Wow. Yeah. I think them and the, the TDF guys, Henslet, they do the same Henslet, thing. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Yeah, I knew about Henslet, but that's why, like, you know, you never want to crash a Henslet because it might take you <laughs> six <laughs> months to get parts for it or whatever, you yeah. know? So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
3: but in my eyes, I mean, you know, the Kraken's not no slouch. It's a very, oh, very no, nice not machine. At all. So I don't think that the price is outrageous, really.
1: Yeah, I've always, I mean, that's why I fly SAB. I always thought that SAB products were top-notch quality products, like, you know, yeah. from fit and finish to, like, from, from opening the box to having the kid flying. Like, everything of, every step of those ways, like, it's very well produced, you know. Yeah, and think of all the money you'll save in Ziploc bags when you build
3: a couple. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Seriously, I have tons of those stuff. I for everything. It's Me crazy. too. I Especially the big ones that like the frame size come in. They're great. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. Uh, okay. So, any other questions for for Scott? It doesn't have to be a crack, and we can move on from that. No, I don't think so. No. Nah. All right. And that means we got ten more questions to ask <laughs> Oh boy <laughs> Yeah, we're going to do the top ten shotgun round oh, We haven't done we. this in a while, huh? No, we haven't Alright, so uh, Scott, you listen to the show So we want quick answers to these quick questions And we'll kind of switch off from who's, who's asking So, who'd like to go first, second, and third? To ask the questions I'll go second right, I'll go first Did we lose Andy what Our yeah guitar. we lost andy <laughs> i was waiting for scott to be like i'll go i'll say
3: <laughs> i almost did and i was like no nah, let's be serious let's not be, a, let's
1: not be oh what are we actually serious on this show <laughs> i don't
3: know i'm not gonna lie though when you guys said shotgun round and i didn't hear the shotgun go off i was like what
1: <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> I was like, where's the sound effect <laughs> yeah you'll notice that like you know we go right into the intro and it's like Where's the music? Where's the sound effect? <laughs> you know, where's the bill, bill, bill every time we say bill? You know, like, oh, oh yeah, like, that that's all posts. You know, Kevin, Kevin hooks all that stuff. Up.
0: Yeah, so. it's uh, post-production.
1: <laughs> all right. So let's start the top 10 shotgun round. Pinch or thumb? I'm a pincher.
3: All right. Yep. When I started early on, um, I would just look to see all the pro pilots, what they were doing. And Zebo was a pincher. So I was like, I'm going to learn that way.
0: Okay. Nitro or electric. Nitro.
2: <laughs> Nitro <laughs> all, day. all day. That was gonna be an easy one. Yeah. Smaller or larger than a five fifty.
3: Ooh, larger. Um I mean the little ones are fun, but I find myself putting them in the mm, ground way ready. more often. And I spend more money with them than the big ones because I'm crashing them every weekend.
1: Yep. Ooh. Uh when was the last time you flew a fly bar heli?
3: Uh last weekend. Oh wow. no. Nice. <laughs> okay. Nice. Sport or three D?
2: Three D. Okay. Strap or strapless? Strap. I tried
3: strapless once, almost dropped the radio. Not a good thing. Because <laughs> <laughs> when you're a pincher, you can't really get your hands around it as easy. So
1: Yeah. Uh cordless or brushless servos? I run brushless. Um I
3: just when I got back in the hobby in seventeen I ran with those and haven't had issue. So mm-hmm. stuck with it.
0: Okay. Cool. Fuselage style or pod and boom style?
3: That's a tough one. I love pod and boom because that's what I grew up with. But if you consider goblins fuselage, yeah, yeah, I like those. Okay.
2: Nice. Low or high head speed? All of it. All of <laughs> yeah. it.
3: As, much, as much as you can get. <laughs> I, think my, I think my oxy was running twenty nine hundred. Damn. <laughs> Your you're on 5 Yeah.
2: Holy <laughs> shit balls. Kevin's like, 29, like, that's not all I Oh, shit, a, a 5? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I know it's I said
0: like an yeah, On a Oxy 4, five. okay,
1: sure. 29, that's not
2: too bad. I think I'm
0: 17, 19, and 21 on mine. On my Oxy <laughs> I'm working. Five. I'm working yeah, on my
3: 570 to do the same thing. Jeez.
0: Wow. <laughs>
1: Awesome. Okay, and the last question we got here is, do you like uh, big events like Urcha or smaller events like RCHU?
3: So big events are really fun, mm-hmm. but most of the time, like, I try and help as many people as I can. And at big events, there's, there's always someone to help. Yeah. Um, where sometimes at small events, um, you know, you can get more like one-on-one time with someone. So sometimes there might be like a new pilot that's trying to work on moves and stuff. I can help them with that. And I get a little bit more flight time in small events, too, is like playing around. So usually small events are my favorite.
1: Yeah, man. Who else is going to play with the tree gap, huh?
3: Exactly. Like that event was
1: probably my favorite event. And that's your first time at Rochester, right? Yeah, I've never been. All right. And is that going to be something you'll you'll try to make next year, too? Absolutely. With the night rig. Oh, nice. yeah. Yeah, you saw. Yeah, you have it's, the night rig stuff was a lot of fun due to fireworks. You, that. Yeah, you know, that was that was great.
3: I was dying. Like I wanted to be up there flying at the
1: same time. I was like, you told me I would have let you fly mine. No, 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 no. Next year though, I don't I'll don't do care. it together. I mean, <laughs> I, I felt so bad when when D'Imani crashed out during his solo night flight. After the, like I got two packs, I was like, dude, fly the second pack through the fireworks. I'm like, come on, do it. And and I was guiding him like, dude, hit. Hey, go for Drew! Go for Drew! Go hit that T Rex! Do it! Do it! Like I was, you know. And then I was like, "Yeah, go go hit the fireworks too while you're at it." <laughs> I,
3: I don't think my cheeks have hurt that much from laughing and smiling at any event.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was a good event. Even when I, I remember when I first drove up um, and pulled in, and I was like, "Oh, cool, I see your truck." And then, and then I get to the flight line, and you're like playing with a cone. And I'm like, "What the hell are you doing? <laughs> you're cracking at a cone, trying to pick up the cone with your kids so I'm like. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Anyways, all right, cool. Uh, let's move it on to news and announcements. News and announcements. All right, what do we got here? We got some good I stuff. So,
2: like, Rotor Tech is yeah. teasing their 610 blades. They're pretty. They're, they're
1: very pretty.
2: Yeah, they got an. This would be the six, six ten, ten ultimate, ultimate. Yeah. and they got some cool paint, mm-hmm. like uh, iridescent, sparkly kind of paint.
1: Yep,
2: I don't know exactly what you would call it, but it I definitely look looks purdy. neat. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, they must. I wonder what they look like under the lights. That's gonna yeah. be cool. The,
2: yeah, the the seven hundred ultimates are probably the best looking night blade like the orange best, tip ones right yeah the orange tip blades mm-hmm. look probably the best of any bl- non-light non-lit blades under spotlights or floodlights yes i, agree. I agree really <clears throat> cool i think yeah. that the um the
3: purple and the white though is going to be their new ultimate scheme across the board
2: okay okay yep i hope it shows up as good as the the orange tip ones it just That orange tip just glows
1: like nothing else. Yeah, you see a nice rotor disc with that mm-hmm. orange tip. Uh, I've always enjoyed those. Um, cool. Yep. So look for those coming soon. hmm And? I'm, I'm a little cross on this, and it's because of the name. <laughs> What's up, buddy? buddy? Hey, buddy. <laughs> How's your new helicopter, buddy?
0: Haven't we had enough goblin talk this episode? No, nope. jeez.
2: Uh, SAB.
4: Yeah.
2: I know Kevin, right? Nothing wrong with that. You hear that, Mike Everything
4: Solvee? wrong oh, with
3: that, <laughs> Mark Sophie. Yeah, that name. When I first heard it, I was like, uh, I don't know how that's gonna catch on. It sounds kind of silly, but once I started saying it, I like it. Yeah. Because every time I'm like, Yeah, buddy,
1: let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Yo, you gonna fly that little buddy of yours? Yeah. Yeah. Yo, let, let me get. Let me get a pull on your buddy. Oh boy. <laughs> Like I don't know. Uh, I do not know yeah. it works in all
0: ways. The first couple of times no, I heard that this, that does not work. Or the first <laughs> couple of times I saw this in a text, I was like, "Hey, my goblin buddy!" And I'm like, "What are you talking? What the hell is this guy talking about? Did he, did he screw up something? Did he is Siri mis- misinterpreting something?" <laughs> right. And I'm like, "Oh, geez, that's what the new model's called." <laughs>
4: um,
2: Goblin Buddy. It's a 380. What? <laughs> it's redesigned a redesigned 380. Yeah. yeah. Redesigned new shape to make it more stylish.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: New canopy scheme to increase visibility. Wider landing gear for takeoff and landing more stable. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1.5 millimeter frames for increased rigidity. Yep. New battery ESC position to optimize CG. Yes. Uh, kind of looks like a mini Kraken.
1: Yes kind of like, I like the design, and it's kind of weird, I originally um, you know, Goblin 380 was my first Goblin ever, and you know, I kind of like, have a special place for that heli, and looking at this one, and the reads Sun, I'm, I'm like, damn, maybe I should, like, I I swore off smaller heli, smaller than a 500 and I'm like, but this might, I don't know, I might have to give this a don't bother, buddy a try <laughs> no, don't bother, be- you're
2: gonna fly it five times and remember you don't like 380s Yeah. On your original
3: 380, um, did it have a slide-in battery tray still? It did, yeah. Okay. Because I noticed that this one has one that looks exactly like the Kraken tray. You know, it inverts the battery and it slides in the same way.
1: But I think it uses the same battery tray itself as the old one. Okay, cool. So it's compatible, which is the... Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah, I, I think so. Don't quote me on it, but I believe... When I saw um, Kyle put the battery in one of his videos, it looked the tray looked exactly like the old one, so I thought okay. that was pretty neat. I do like the new skids. I, you know, I never like the carbon fiber skids. I'm always, and, uh, uh, you know, you know uh, so yeah, it's I got kind like of my,
2: traditional plastic.
1: Tray yeah, like 450 size types skids, mm-hmm. skids, yeah, the plastic ones. So, Yeah, um, which are great. But I, I like those. Yeah, and and I just I love that everything is in line on the top transmission. You have your ESE, your motor, and then your cyclic and all your electronics on that same plane. I, I love that design, you know. And that's one of the things of the cracking that I really thought was amazing about the build is that like everything you just build and just like kind of like all up top that CG is just you definitely feel the CG difference. So,
2: yeah, now this so is gonna be it's cool. To quote Sab, it's mm-hmm. the perfect machine to have a lot of fun. Buddy. buddy, wasn't there a kid's
0: doll back in the 80s my buddy and didn't they base chucky on that
1: probably yeah yeah the chucky doll was like buddy or something like that my like the, buddy. The, the time. yeah my buddy yeah okay um
0: all right i'm just wondering if people are gonna get freaked out
1: while they're <laughs> flying this thing we still
2: didn't call it Goblin Cabin Cabbage Patch or something. That'd be no, worse. the
0: next one's yeah. going to be called the Kool Aid, dude. It's going to be. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yeah! It's going to be so... the, the Macho Man Randy Savage edition.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Chucky uh, only th- had one blade too.
1: Chucky only had one. <laughs> blade. Yeah, That's y- true. Yeah. True. Very true. Yep. <laughs> uh, I wonder if they're going to make a, a three bladed buddy. No, no. Yeah, no. it's going to be
3: called the Master. <laughs> your buddy and master. <laughs> uh,
1: the buddy master. Okay, okay. Uh, I think they're gonna come out with it. It's gonna be like a a four twenty. It's gonna be the goblin daddy. Goblin <laughs> and then Dad? a goblin mommy. It's gonna be like baby shark all over again with just all the different <laughs> <laughs> different, you know, mommy, daddy, grandma, grandpa. I still like the Kool Aid.
0: Cool little yeah, guy. Yeah. <laughs> what, else can, what else they have from the 80s that we could
1: call it? Yeah. But at a, at a price range of 398 um, I don't remember how much the original gum 380 kick would cost. I wonder if it was around the same. Maybe
0: if they make it 285 they can call it the SAB ALF. You know? Like from <laughs> that doll. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Mm, no, not
1: liking that. Not too hard. Uh, not too like no, I like that. But I mean, trying the hard. Captain Planet edition? The <laughs> Captain Planet.
2: The Rick and Morty <laughs> edition. We could get a Johnny oh,
1: Five. It's got to be from the Fox. 80s, dude. The 80s. Um, yeah, uh, what's Fox. the other one? What's the What's the guy? Not Rick and Morty, but it was Rick uh, Morty and something. Oh, what the hell? It's not a cartoon. It was like a live show. Sitcom. Like, I can't you, think of the name. You,
2: uh, you know, yeah.
1: Okay. Um, what else do we have here?
2: The... Protos 380 Evolution. Oh,
1: they're we'll bringing be this back in
2: a couple weeks. Says new price will be 359 US dollars. Before was $429 Euro. So you can do the conversion figure out how much that actually is different because I have no idea. That's a considerable like 250 bucks difference. Yeah. Pre-order yours from XL Powered Dealers. I'm not... I hope they didn't change anything. Uh, they did take the motor belt idler off, which I'm not sure if that's a good idea. Maybe, but yeah. it, hopefully they didn't change anything with the really anything else.
0: Hey Andy, this was the model you talked about earlier that they screwed up, right?
2: Correct. And but this back to the this looks like state. this looks like the original. Yeah.
0: Now, was the boom like that from the body, like wide on the body like that?
2: Yeah. That yeah. Was well, sharp, there, yeah. there was the, the regular Protos 380. Oh, okay. And then there was the Evolution, which had the carbon fiber boom, the molded boom. Yeah. So they took the regular 380 and changed it up, put the smaller boom, added boom supports. Right, you right. know canopy with the mini protos canopy on it. Yeah. Basically just put a bunch of mini protos parts on it. Yeah. And I'm hoping that not a whole lot has changed on this version and it's still more like a true old style protos 380. Okay. So we'll, we will see. They've lowered the price quite a bit, which is nice. It's good, yeah.
1: I wonder um how hurt the brand is right now that is it going to like bounce back do you think you know uh i don't know is is xl power a good thing for msh i mean i guess it is right because without it's it there wouldn't have been nothing. msh right it would be nothing yeah, yeah so hopefully and then I mean, you think in my uh,
2: opinion this is the best 380 helicopter i don't know about this one but the Protos 380 right. is the best 380 heli you could get in my Opinion. Had a couple little things like where the frame would break, but it could easily be solved with just sticking a doubler on there. Mm-hmm. But it flew fantastic, very light
1: disc loading, uh, really strong tail. Which then makes me think, like, are we gonna see it, uh, the the Proto Nitro?
2: You know, they said they were gonna
1: bring it out.
2: But Did you guys not knows? see the video they
1: posted? I haven't if they put a video. I haven't been on That's Facebook
3: something. in a while. Yeah. XL Power posted a video of the uh Protos Nitro flying a couple of days ago.
2: Oh no, I hadn't seen that. Yeah. That, I mean he said from the beginning
1: that he was gonna release it. So Yeah, but I've heard I've heard some months, so issues with the, the, the Protos Nitro. Like and not not from I don't wanna I'm not gonna I don't wanna say any names or right anything, but not from the old days. When the Pro Nitro was part of MSH, but after Excel bought out MSH, that there's folks testing it that were like, "Ooh, something is inherently wrong with this design, and there's some overhaul that needs to get done before yeah. we release this." Well, maybe that's,
2: I mean, maybe they're working on it and updating mm-hmm. it or something, and still going to do it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I really haven't heard anything ex- from the very beginning when they said, "Yeah, we're going to do this." Yeah, I don't know.
1: Well, I mean I think it'll it'll make the folks that have that kept with MSH uh their helicopters very happy that there'll be parts available again, right? Right. right. Spare parts is uh That's a big you know, thing. And there's I mean there stuff, were yeah. a lot of the Haleys floating around, so mm-hmm. just to be able to keep to buy parts is yeah. big I thing. I think you're the only one that I think still has one, uh, out of the friends I have in the hobby. Like I think everyone I know that had one sold it.
2: Yeah. It, I you know, know several people that have them.
1: Yeah. I, then again, it wasn't very popular up here. I would think. I, I would say, you know, I knew only about a handful of people up here that actually owned them when MSH was still in business and doing well. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. What else we got? What else we got? Uh, More goblin well, we, talk.
2: Yeah, we talked about the nitro conversion kits. They mm-hmm. are now in stock. So contact your favorite SAB Goblin dealer and get yours if you're interested. BK Hobbies has them. Uh, Shannon, only fine helis, has them. I'm sure A-Main will be carrying them. So yeah. I, th- I think anybody that carries SAB will, will be able to have them. Yeah.
1: Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Alright. Cool. Any news? Scott Graham for president. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Alright. So... Before we go into what's next for you in the hobby, um, I heard uh, we might have some couple of voicemails that were left after the 200th episode. There's a couple of them, so we might want to play them. Shall oh, we yeah. give them a go now? Sure. Okay. Here we go.
5: Yeah, I just wanted to call in and say what a big fan I am of Great Eagle Jr. Uh, he has really inspired me and changed my life. Uh I live down here in Von Orr and I did nothing but sit on my couch and play video games all day and worked on mopeds and motorcycles. And uh hearing him on your podcast, it inspired me to get outside and, and fly helicopters and do a little more. And uh, uh I'm really doing a lot better. I don't play half as many video games as I used to. And uh, I just want to call in and say what inspiration Great Eagle Jr. is. Uh, I think y'all need to publish a calendar with his sayings and quotes on it. And it. I, I think it would really help a lot of people. because it help me? Thank
0: you. okay. All
2: right. Thank
0: you for calling in. <laughs> Where do you find a moped these days?
2: I don't know. Craigslist? Dude is. Craigslist? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you see why I'm worried that this guy's near me.
0: Etsy? Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: I'm more yeah, worried that Gray Eagle awesome, Jr. Right? might be near you. I'm
0: more worried that Gray Eagle Jr. inspired somebody. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm, I'm more worried
3: that
1: people actually understand what he's saying.
3: That was yeah. the scariest voicemail I've ever heard. I listened to it today when I was listening to the podcast. <laughs> the Gray Eagle one. <laughs> yeah.
1: it was like four of them. I don't know. I, I couldn't understand the, 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 like, Yeah, I couldn't understand them very well.
0: Scott, did you get the feeling I was that you were trapped in somebody's basement and you were going to have to hack your foot off to get out or something or
3: Yeah, and I'm like hey, maybe. maybe he's not joking.
0: Yeah.
2: Maybe <laughs> you that. guys
3: are actually in trouble.
2: <laughs> oh, oh, that man. Kevin, it's an outdoor basement according to him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
4: <Awesome.
2: laughs> here's
0: right, a, here's one? the next one.
5: Hey guys, Rocky Boy here again. <laughs> oh, I just got done listening to episode 200. Loved it. Awesome, man. It was a uh, real fun one to listen to as Actually, uh, one of my duties, I suppose you say as being president of our club here is, uh, whenever we have members that, uh, that pass away, um, one of the contact points for, uh, for helping to deal with the RC estate, um, which, you know, we talked about retirement there in the, the last episode and, well, it's, it is a sad thing, um, but we all do pass on eventually and, uh. As a club, one of the things that we, we really help offer to, uh, to members and to widows and the families of the members is, um, being a place where we can, we can help get the things from their estate from, you know, the, that they love their, their kits, their planes, their, their tools and, and help get their toys into the hands of other people who are going to love them and appreciate them. Um, and that always seems to, to really, really help the, uh, the rest of the family really appreciates that and, uh, really feels good about that. So, so I know a little bit of a, a downer topic there, but that's, uh, that's what I'm up to today. From an RC perspective is listening to your show and, uh, and heading up to, to help sort out and, uh, make sure that some toys and, and some, some memories and, and kits and planes and everything, uh, get passed on to people who will appreciate them. So, um, but I'd love to come on the show, talk some balsa. It'd be great. Um, give me a ring. You got my email. Hit me up. Um, let's 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 get it together. I'd love to talk to you guys through a willy nilly's build. Those things are fun. We uh, like said we got the the flight test forums uh, build along kicking off here. So come on in. The water's fine. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's good though.
1: Awesome. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, Rocky. I'll I'll hit you up on the forums. I'll send you a private message.
2: It- He makes a really good point too about getting RC from estates and stuff and Mm -hmm. helping widows or family because you don't want, we got a lot of this stuff and it's, it's worth money. But you know, if it goes to an estate sale or something, it's just going to bring pennies on the dollar. Yeah. So make sure you got something set up that your family knows a contact in the club or something. Where they can go and, and either pass it on or sell it to to other people that are in the same hobby where they could either pay you you know somewhat what it's worth or if you want to donate it that's cool too mm-hmm. but it's a shame to just see stuff just go to the wayside or be destroyed or yeah just thrown s- out right? sold for twenty dollars for something that's worth you know 500. Yeah, just because nobody knows what it is or anything,
0: right? Right, mm-hmm. and that's probably the last thing on their mind, you know. Sure, too is like, uh, you know, and yeah, that's got to be a tough thing that, that he has to do, and you know, a lot of our club presidents and club members I know do that freely, you know when and when a club mm-hmm. member passes away or something like that, and that's sure uh, got to be a, an awkward situation to handle, and uh, yeah,
2: you know, yeah, I'm kind of thinking of listeners that are that are in the hobby make sure your significant other or your children or something know who to contact if something happens to you to, to do that either a club yeah. or some friend close friends of yours or something yeah
0: mm-hmm. for sure yep okay we got one more short message here
5: hey free fall guys give it help. Talking to you live from Interstate 290. Um, Hey, in your outro, you should probably add this phone number. So, along with your webpage, never get seen, and, you know, regular stuff. Mention the phone number. Take care.
2: Another good point, David. (laughs) Yeah. How's anyone going to call us if we don't have the phone number?
1: Right. Oh, I didn't actually think people were going to call us. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I guess we got to publish that somewhere, huh? Yeah, put it what on the, the website again? so it'll never
2: be the, seen like you just said.
1: Yeah, I don't remember what the number was. I know it was 973 because I picked that area code Near Me, but I don't remember beyond that. So, yeah, I'll look it up. We'll post it. We'll add it to our show template so that way we can say it every outro. Okay. Okay, yeah. Do we would so let, let me get your let me get your takes take on this like do you guys like this do you guys think we should continue doing voicemails yeah you absolutely know? I mean I know it's definitely great for the two hundredth episode but I want to know like you know if we get twenty calls are we gonna take time to 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 you yeah. know go over all twenty calls during a show or do we want to you know like I, I don't want to break it up because I feel like that's gonna end up like if we do get a lot of calls and we break it up like three or four calls per show, well, you know, like some voicemails might not be heard f- three months after it's been left. You know. Yeah. I think we no. can save
0: them till we have a you know a topic where it's not that long, and then we could just yeah, let's open up some voicemails that
2: we haven't. Yeah, to. Or we just yeah can do that. Or I was okay. gonna say we could do like a lot of shows. We we'll just play one or two. Every couple episodes, if we mm-hmm. if we only get one, then we'll just play that. If we get twenty, we'll just pick out two or three of the best ones and play those. Something like okay. that.
0: Or if we have a specific like call out to our listeners, hey, you leave us a message. What do you think about this or whatever?
1: Oh, we're definitely gonna do that. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I think I think New Year's. I could see um, New Year's Eve uh, resolution stuff. I think yeah. this will be great for that. Yep. There's definitely, um, like, for
0: Christmas, that Christmas, kind of thing? yeah, like, yeah, exactly. That's the ones on that we, we often
1: um, want to get feedback from, mm-hmm. from our listeners, I think those are I perfect think, shows for that.
2: And I think it's a, just a good way to reach the show. I mean, there may be people wanting to send us, tell us something that's not necessarily to be read on the air, just a show idea or this or that.
1: Mm-hmm. You know yeah, just a point of contact too, right? Yeah. yeah,
2: like if you're driving down the road and you have a good idea, it's much easier just to call that and say it real quick than it is to try to remember to write an email when you stop or this or that. Yeah. So it's just a good contact way.
1: Okay. All right. That cool. sounds good. I guess let's talk about what's next for you in the hobby. What's next for you, Steve? Let's see. What is next for me? So... I should be getting a conversion kit in by Friday, so I will start working on that. Um, I need to cut that canopy for the gasser, so that's going to be one of the things I'm going to be working on. Um, I've been 3D printing MAK's design for the Sullivan Dynatron starter kit. uh, Not starter kit, the starter, um, which I'm really digging this design, and I know I saw Scott have it first. And after I saw like the pictures of it, that the one unique thing about this that I really like is that it has feet, so your starter doesn't roll off the table. Because I'm always worried that, you know, that it's gonna that's gonna happen with my old um, starter. Um, I guess housing for the battery. I don't know what you call it, but yeah. uh, the end caps, I guess. You know, it was perfectly round, so like it felt like it would roll off the table. You know, if, especially if it picked up enough momentum, it would roll off. And even with the the, the button itself, it'll just kind of hop over it and fall on the floor. And, bang up my you know the wand or something so i like that it has that it also has a like a slot for your wand right so the sullivan um you know starter wands can come off on the tip and normally the 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 wand is like hard mountain and there's like a part where you could unscrew the wand and the one-way bearing part and i like that you could unscrew it and you have a place to put it because if you don't take it apart the, the starter is like two feet long it's it's a you know it's a right. long starter so, it's annoying, like for me to carry it around, and I usually put it in my battery bag, which is like an old oxy bag, but it's like I don't know, just I feel like I'm gonna poke a battery with it or something like just I don't know, it just seems like it's a bad idea to have have that thing sticking out like that so um so yeah, I've been doing a lot of three d printing, and you know if you do hear any three d printing in the background, uh listeners, sorry that's me. I'm started this print job like six hours before the The show, and it's still going on with 44% remaining. So, Um, Yeah, I think that's about it. Work on some helis, get the conversion kit in, cut some shit up. Yeah. What about you, Kevin? Uh,
0: I will not be converting this weekend. I will be on call. I'm not sure if I'm going to be flying or not. We'll see what it brings uh, brings me. Mm
4: -hmm.
0: I don't know. It's supposed to be one of the days. It's actually supposed to be nice. Like yeah. Saturday or Sunday? I don't know.
1: I think I club's uh, pattern fun fly is this Saturday, too.
0: Yeah, so I might be going down to the field on Sunday. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, I was just going to bring my helis and do the pattern.
0: <laughs> I mean, I really am having a lot of fun flying the SBOC that I have, F FMS Yeah, S-Boc. what
1: about that other plane you just recently bought, too, right? Yeah, I, I would use the
0: SBOC, though. That thing's been cutting through the air really nice with the heavier yeah. battery in it. And, man, mm. what, what a nice plane it is. And, uh, yeah, Mike D was like, uh, went to a swap meet, and he was like, geez, I saw a couple of those. I wish he would have let me know. He could have picked me up one. I would have took one if it was cheap enough, you know? Yeah. Uh, Good plane. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else I'm going to do. I might get the tailblades on that GloGo and
1: fire that thing up. Who knows? I don't know. We'll see. Is that all you're missing on the GloGo? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you got it, man. I I got a whole bunch of extra sets of 105s. I think like use sets. I'll just give you a whole bunch if you need any. Okay. Yeah, I mean I got Zeal's, SABs, and switches. So
0: no, yeah. I got a new, I got a new set. I just, oh, okay. just haven't put them on. Um. So you mean you just
1: need to bust out a 2.5 mm and actually just screw them on? <laughs> on? All
0: I got to do is put tailblades oh. on. Quit being main, a lazy bastard. Yeah. On. <laughs> I
1: thought you had to order a set and stuff. So it's like ah, right, until you order one, I'll, I'll you know give you no, a couple no. to hold you off. I'm just gonna oh, okay. You
0: know, I'm probably just gonna take PTO or something and. Maybe do it. Yeah. And no. then I should fly it. I'm not <laughs> gonna take PTO and do that, dude. I can't even you're I don't not. even get when I'm when I'm off, I'm not even off. Yeah, two in
1: the morning. It's just nuts. What kind of bullshit that is?
0: Yeah. There's boss points, really. That's all it was. Uh but that's it, man. We'll see what happens. We'll just see what happens. What what about you,
2: Andy? Well, I also have Haley's dork on. Mm. I've got to get my N five five six back together because it is natural weather it sure is oh yeah and a buddy just dropped off this afternoon a Soxo strike seven that I need to work on is that a new one yeah he's had some problems he built it I was supposed to build it but he didn't he was too impatient for that so he built it and then the canopy flew off and it crashed. Oh no! And no. then he fixed it and then exploded in the air.
4: Oh so, no! <laughs>
2: yeah. So he's like, "Here, I'll just pay you to fix this. And if when you're done fixing it, if it still explodes, then there's obviously a problem." Yeah. It.
1: Then he's like, "I'm done with this kid." I yeah, because
2: <laughs> he's like, "You, you're a better builder and know how to set everything up and stuff." Yeah. So. And I was like, okay, we'll take a look at it. Oh, man. So I'm going to check on that. But, yeah, just I'm excited to kind of – it's got a lot of really neat parts about it. But Mm -hmm. it's got a few things I'm
1: like, yeah, I'm not so sure about this. But It's a unique design. I'm really interested to hear uh, what you think about the the tail servo setup with, like, having, like, a shaft just come right Right. off the end. I don't see anything wrong with it, really. Well, the only thing I would think wrong with it is that, like, you know, with guides, when you push on a rod, it's pretty stiff, right? But right. when you twist a rod, like, especially, you know, is it aluminum, I think, right? I don't aluminum. think it's carbon no, fiber. Yeah, aluminum. so I guess it might be, you know, it depending on the three, of...
2: three guides that have bearings in it.
1: Okay. So three guides are bearings, and depending on the wall thickness of that aluminum, I'm sure it's probably beefy enough, it's, though.
2: Well, it's thin like yeah. a torque tube,
1: kind of. Yeah, but those are, That's thin, like a torque tube or like a skid yeah. pipe, right? Yeah. You know? Okay. I
2: don't know. He said, I don't want to see it till it's you put like 15 flights on it.
1: <laughs> Did he right. really say that? Yeah. <laughs> wow. He's
2: okay. got to get a motor because he put the motor in ESC and something else. Ah,
1: all right. So
2: he's going to get a motor in ESC and have some parts shipped to me, but I'll get that going in a couple weeks.
1: That's cool. You gonna yeah, I, are you gonna man. do a teardown or are you gonna just like overlook and rebuild?
2: Uh, I might do a teardown.
1: Yeah, just. I think if he's having this many issues,
2: yeah, where to check guy, all the and
1: stuff? Where does that guy live? Because my buddy Neil,
3: he was flying one and it did the same thing. I'm wondering yeah, this if it's is the is. same heli. Okay, there you go. <laughs> 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 yeah,
2: this is small world. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny <laughs> yeah he's like yeah you know he didn't have good things to say about it he's like here you take it and do it and if it's not good when you're done with it then it's not good so we'll see it's probably fine he could have just not got a few things just right or something
4: mm-hmm.
2: so I'm not i'm gonna to res- reserve judgment till I rebuild it and fly it a little bit or I'll fly it some and then he can fly it and really put it through its paces. But uh, I don't know. The canopy mount definitely is sort of weird. So we might have to come up with a, an, a something else additional mm-hmm. to that. I thought make it just do the pack and tape trick, but that's <laughs> it's, it's bad to have a brand new heli. You have to hold the canopy on with pack and tape.
1: Wait, what's the packing tape trick?
2: Or you tape the back where it comes together, <laughs> put a piece of packing tape across it. Never seen cool. people do that? Oh, no,
0: that's a thing. Yeah, I did that yeah. with my Oxy3, dude. Yeah. Well,
2: that thing I've, seen people do
3: cool with, I've seen people do it with Velcro straps, too. They'll, like, bondo yeah. or, or super glue one end of the strap to the canopy. Oh, I've, see,
1: I've seen the, I've seen. What did I see that on? I saw it on, on an XL. really common
3: logos and XL Power.
1: Yeah. yeah Anything on, that uh, kind
3: of uh, closes at the back, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
1: I didn't know that was a thing. I mean, can't you just get some bullets to fit on there or something? Or yeah, I'm gonna figure out something. Yeah. I like when they they uh,
0: epoxy the magnets on each side, and that comes out really good.
2: Yeah, that's what this has got, but the magnets are coming un, un- unattached. Oh. Like they're not glued good. So mm. yeah, need some high saw on. That. It's a weird design. Okay, but anyway. Get that going and get my uh, 5.56 five, back together. You know, I crashed that thing like in the spring, I think.
1: It I was. know. I thought it was last year.
0: Yeah, I think it was in the spring. I thought it was episode 132 or whatever one you started.
2: <laughs> Might have been.
0: 142?
2: <laughs> Might have been. I don't know. It was... It's, it's Nitro's not time. good till the winter.
1: Yeah.
2: Here, where I'm at, where it's... A zillion degrees and three thousand percent humidity, but right now it fly it would fly fantastic because the gasser was pulling really good the other day. Yeah, gasser pull. I mean, it's fuel weather, cold, it really is. dense. Yeah. yeah,
1: awesome. That's all awesome. I got to do. Okay, nah, that's it. What about you, Scott?
3: Uh, the only thing I think I'm working on is my black nitro that went in last weekend. I'm going to uh, turn it into a Drake. I got a Drake scheme here Mm -hmm. for it, so pretty excited about that. And then I think I have another Drake 700 showing up, I think, this week. So I'll be building that, too.
1: Awesome. Because I've only got
3: one electric now that I converted one of the
1: Krakens. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. To me, one electric is all you need.
3: (laughs) But what if that one goes in?
1: Then you fly your (laughs) nitros. You got to
3: discharge the packs. Uh
0: Steve, you cracked me.
1: Eh. Up. <laughs> I don't know. You can you can discharge packs. There's, they make those little discharger thingies. You know, if nah. Steve had five
0: electrics and one nitro, he'd say you only need his one nitro.
2: <laughs> That's uh-huh. the way we were talking about this. That's the way he was. I was, not well, anymore, man. Two years ago. Now
1: yeah. he's all fuel models and one electric. Yeah. I mean I, I still have the Goblin five hundred, so I still have another yeah, electric. Yeah, that doesn't count. But yeah, in the seven hundred classes it's it's all fuel and one one electric, and that's all I need. I I don't even care. Like I don't I don't know. I don't even care about discharging the batteries. Whatever. I just I have fun flying the nitros, <laughs> and I want to keep on that. Battery schmatteries. Yeah, I mean my batteries are all two three years old anyway, so they're they're probably going to end up going soon anyway. So until I buy some new ones, I, what do I care? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's time to wrap it up then. All right,
0: let's wrap it up. All right. Scott's got a lot of obligations as president Take care of <laughs> Yeah.
1: What do you mean He's, he's simming right now He's, he's, he's all good Alright Facebook likes We are at 944 likes And that seems to be plus 2 this week So yeah Let's cue up the music here We have RC Lab Okay And we have John W. Bailey RC Labs. That sounds like that place we bought the 3D printed planes from. No, it was 3D. No, that's 3D Labs. Yeah. Yeah, this person uh, lives in France from Italy. So they have a site called rclabs.info. They live in France from Italy? Yeah, they live in France, but was from Italy. I don't get it. I don't get it either.
2: Yeah, I'm laughing the way you said
1: France, 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 like the French people say. Um, RC enthusiasts, tips, tricks, reviews and much more. He is Hans so, and I am Franz. <laughs> We're here to pop you up. <laughs> <laughs> OK, cool. Thanks, guys.
0: Thanks, guys. All right. What do we have for Facebook comments? Dude, what do we got? Holy cow. We got Facebook comments on episode 200, starting off with Bill. Anthony, congrats on episode 200 or 200 episodes. Did my mom really call in? So embarrassing. Yes, <laughs> Bill, your mom called in. Mike D, uh, he commented, Hey, deadbeat loans in Texas. Check your check is in the mail. Hugs and kisses. FYI, I'm from Fort Hood, uh, Texas. And Westy Pennypacker says, Steve, I'm honored you picked my episode as one of your favorites. Just so you know, you're one of my top three favorite hosts of the podcast top two when kevin is sober <laughs> uh, on a serious note uh voicemails would be a cool new segment
1: nice.
0: awesome uh mike d commented again Freefall rc podcast needs more appearances of bill's mom uh bill commented not to undermine the contribution of Freefall. you guys provide significant content to the rc heli community through the years spe- specifically uh at times when it was a low point and truly needed. Listeners should not underestimate the large amount of work that goes through that you guys do on a weekly basis. Everyone should be truly thankful. Oh, thanks, Bill. Thank you, Bill. I got a chance to see Bill this weekend. He came out in the cold and uh flew his night radiant. Nice. Uh, Bill's a good dude. Uh Mike D said, best episode ever the free fall listeners are amazing. And he actually did comment on that in person too. He was just blown away at the voicemails we got. And so were we, it was just uh, amazing that the listeners called in and, um, man gave us so much, uh, great, uh, calls and, uh, content and stuff like that. Just amazing. Uh It was really cool. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Chris Bream said this was a rollercoaster of a show, some love and some just turned it up. Uh, Great listening for the trip to Jersey. Some of them had me rolling. Steve Shaw said, congrats and way to go FFRC podcast management. I'm not sure which of you quote management would reference. Uh, I've started to listen episode. I've started listening to. Oh, I've started listening to episode 200, but had to stop listening to go pee. (laughs) Whether it's helis, plankers, 3D printers, wood fires on the back 40. Thanks for so many great episodes. Uh, thanks, Steve. Nice. Thanks, Thank you. Daryl Thorpe said, "Congrats." Richard Collins said, "I bet the episode is going to be epic." Uh, <laughs> yep, uh, we thought that all along. Uh, Daniel Turek said, um, "What a great accomplishment! Congrats to the show and those who make it happen."
2: Uh, hey, I learned his name is Tur- Turiak yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. What he said. Okay. Or, I mean, that's what Kevin told me it was.
0: Daniel Turiak.
2: Turiak. Okay. Uh,
0: Wes said, congrats, guys. Forgot to call in, but I'm old, and that's what we do. And Kevin <laughs> McGrady, speaking to Kevin, said, congrats. Congratulations, free fall. Um, that was awesome.
1: Cool. Uh, Let's see. What do we have for website comments?
2: Uh, Did we
0: get anything website? I didn't see anything. Oh, we did. Wait a minute.
1: We got something did we, from Great Read Eagle. the one from Javier last time. I forgot. Oh, the accuracy one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we kind of mentioned that. Um, there was one that they... we got. There was there was one that we there was some emails we got.
0: We got one from Dave Hill, our buddy Hill, the flyer takes care of the forums. He said we should really leave the call in line open. It was a blast to just pick up and rant. And he said, just so we know, uh, behind the scenes stuff, what he's been messing with show ideas, document. I don't know if you mentioned this if we we mentioned this last show, but he did get two helicopters and one of them is a Blade, um, two thirty S V two. He's gonna try and get set up for the, cool. the heli fest. Yeah, that's great
2: helicopter. I wasn't sure because last time he told me he had a heli set up and it was a uh, one of those little toys you spin in your hand. So I was a little uneasy to believe him or not.
0: <laughs> All right, Steve, you got you want to read any Gray
1: Eagle? Yeah, I want to also. I'm looking in my email. I remember, I remember getting something, and I was going to read on the last episode on 200, but it was it was you know we were going really long on that show, and so I was like I'll read it on the next show. I'm trying to look for it. So give me one second here.
0: I'm kind of going long on this one too.
1: I know, I know.
2: They sent an email with a picture of a cat with sunglasses on. And it says, of many appreciation, said to encourage. That was Mr. Awesome.
0: Gray Eagle.
2: Yeah, awesome sauce, all your flavor, is the subject line. It's a picture of a cat wearing sunglasses, and it says, wishing one
1: cool cat, dot, dot, dot. So, I don't exactly know what that's for. Okay, uh, we got a form submission. And the title is, have you seen my son from Gray Eagle Sr.? Oh, geez. Damn. It says, message, Steve, Andy, and Kevin, this is Gray Eagle Sr. I have been desperately looking for my son for months now. Someone mentioned he is known to contact you from time to time. I'm very worried about him. He is not okay to be on his own. There is something not right with his mind. He has been <laughs> properly diagnosed, but listen to him for five seconds, and you can tell he needs super, uh, supervision. His mother and I love him very much, and we just want to know that he is okay. Has he contacted you? Yes, he has. <laughs> no, he has not. <laughs> he has? What do you mean? I mean, oh. no. I'm
0: not getting involved.
1: Oh, okay. Kevin's not going to rat him out. Kevin don't like getting involved in anything. He has uh, he can be immediately recognized by his gray plumage and completely incomprehensible speech. Yeah, <laughs> most of the time I'm not even sure he knows what he is saying. If you hear from him, please, please, please tell him to contact his mother. She can't sleep. She isn't eating right. She loves and misses him terribly, and is, is sick with worry. Uh-huh. If he does come around, don't worry. Though he has never been very well, or uh, really been well, he is harmless. He might behave strangely enough to scare you, but he has never hurt a soul, so far as we know. He does need help though, and should not be out on his own. If you do see him, please call us immediately and call Health and Eagle Services to come pick him up for his own safety. Thank you. Uh, thanks for the help, and we wish you all the best, Mr. and Mrs. Gray Eagle Senior. P.S. If you see an eagle approaching your RC helicopter, please land immediately. Those things are very dangerous to eagles, and most of most of us are just curious. Okay. Okay.
0: Wow. So as you're reading this, I am loading up my uh, 1911. <laughs> and, uh, just in case I need to bring it with me on my trip out to the van in the morning.
2: Oh, shit.
0: Okay. But it has nothing to do with what you're reading.
2: No, no,
1: no. Nothing strictly, at all. Strictly a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yes, that's what I wanted to read. Okay, cool. And you, you took care of the other one, so we should be good with emails, no? We got
2: one yesterday from Gray yeah, Eagle. Yeah, yesterday, the question. Yeah, we didn't read that. Okay,
1: yeah. So let me read that. So from Gray Eagle Jr., question. If sending of electronic mail can share please tips on helicopter RC of safety dancing? Question mark. I promise some sort of information of speaking. Permission of asking prior to of sending quality of some kind of quantity of promise. Thanks of you, emoji smiling face icon. Okay. Well, don't get all choked up about it. Yeah,
2: really.
0: What's what's RC helicopter of safety dancing? Hmm. Uh, tips. Know.
2: Maybe he's going to go do a series on safety tips. Maybe.
0: Something. No. Yeah.
2: Whatever it is, I'm sure it'll
1: be entertaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And by the way, your mom and dad are really worried about you. So yeah, hit maybe up. you should call them. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh let's see. People of Podbean.
0: Okay, people of Podbean, we had a number of things happening on Podbean. A bunch of people started following us. Uh Gray Eagle Jr. started following us twice. Uh, which means he's twice as closer to us than he was earlier. Um <laughs> Aztec uh twenty sixteen started following us. Akbar9, Smile, Phil Costa, uh, Ryblox Team 11111. One, one. They all started following us. Helly Fun, Dennis D. Delisle, 81, Andrews Glenn, 924, Ian Funk, and Joel, Grey Eagle Jr., they all liked episode 200. Oh my God, we made it to 200. Or OMG, we made it to 200. And uh, Richmond, tw- uh, 2003 liked episode 199 retirement and jolson 383 liked episode 198 road to 200
1: so thanks guys awesome thanks everyone all right we got some pop being comments here and we didn't do any last week so i think this is yeah we'll start from here read them out um i read out high toll hit ul 85 15 days ago left a message saying good info I think you read that one did I? maybe yeah okay Grego Jr. seven days ago retirement gray into the sun question mark dirt and water mud into therapy Hallease never give up Roll and Rick like as seen on TV fleas will jump for better said of the scary crabs of itch No one likes roasted nuts, danger radiation. Stay young, keep your brain cells so you can always tick-tock into greatness. (laughs) All right, and that's the end of that one. And then we have one four days ago from Gray Eagle Jr. Support structure will always muscle blood into all your Loctite. Before of Oxy5 Gen of interaction, Blue is only is appreciation. My step joy will never head speed of RPM of said. Hummingbirds short of life. Speaking words even I will unimaginable. So many, so much many. Hobby brain of good I owe all of said. Soul lifting into all that smile at Sunday school. All fellow merry men giving, you force adoption into family adverse diversity. For all university, only this dimension, even though however. All unknown of the secrets, sacrifice, time, finances, great forever, you all family in this glue to TikTok to making. Greatness, achievement, inspiration, family. Hobby me of glad hearts been a full of heart's been full of bearings. And that's the end of that one. I, think I, I didn't, got, I think I got some of that. No, really? I, I mean, I mean, I got the last paragraph, maybe a little with the, the unknown of the secret sacrifice time finance, all that stuff, but I don't know. But, uh, I think he was trying to say we're, you know, smoothing
0: over the whole heli family or rc family in general like doesn't matter who we are we're all family we all get along mm-hmm.
1: i think yeah i thought that was the last part i didn't really get the uh step jointed head speed or rpm set i mean very short sure. i don't know
0: or it was something about stop going to Seven Eleven. i don't i don't know
1: <laughs> something like that <laughs> right all right and then uh let's see here ian fucking joel said Damn, Mike D is on a roll, man. (laughs) Had me rolling, LMAO. What to say thank you guys. Oh, want to say thank you guys for what you do, what you all do for the hobby and the awesome content. I'm always listening to you guys at work, in the car, or while wrenching. You guys bullshitting never gets old. And I wish you guys um, many more episodes. Awesome. Thanks, dude. Thanks, Ian. And then, Ian, uh, I guess just after that, replied to his own message saying, P.S., sorry I didn't get a chance. Uh, Sorry I didn't get to leave that in message in in the voicemail. So, sorry I didn't get a chance to leave the message in the voicemail. Work has been – work has had me busy, but that's what you get for requesting overtime before the winter bash. Ha-ha. Thanks, guys, and happy flying, Ian fucking Joe. Nice. Awesome. Thanks, Ian. And let's see here. I know we have one last one. D. Delal 81 says, happy 200th, guys. Congrats. Now begin the road to the next 200. Right. Awesome. Thanks, everyone.
2: I thought D. Delal
0: yeah. was going to say, you know, on your last episode of Heliheads, you guys talked about <laughs> this. And at least he got it in the right spot this time.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, spoke to him, I spoke to him on uh, what was it, Saturday. Yeah. I was, I was kind of helping him with that whole V control he was having. And I was I was talking to him on he's like, I don't know what happened. I I, <laughs> I swore I left them for Road, and it showed up on yours. I was like, I don't know, dude. I don't know. <laughs> it's looking that way. It's looking that way. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what do sure. we have? Do you have any iTunes reviews? We have three
0: iTunes reviews. You no gotta way. be
1: kidding me! We have to do 200 episodes to get three.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> awesome. Yeah, dude. All right. You ready? Yeah.
0: Okay. The first one was on November 2nd, left by Willie Fly, uh, and it's titled "Podcast into Greatness." And it says, <laughs> "I discovered Freefall RC two years ago. I do like listening to fellow hobbyists talk endless heli content." Yes. Do I fly helis? No. I'm a Planker, (laughs) a.k.a. Balsa Wood Bloodbath. Nevertheless, every email I send, they got answered or discussed on the show. Dot show. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) You you don't have to listen to Freefall RC, but it helps. uh Uh, I have listened to many RC podcasts, and Freefall RC has brought them all together. They are the Loctite of the RC community. Say hi to Steve, Kevin, and Andy. Oh, jeez. Thanks, nice. Willie. Uh, he said, oh, podcast into greatness. Happy 200. The next one's from Dan Listener called Free Our Skies. And this is word for word what he wrote. Great podcast. The first episode I listened to was when they interviewed Dan K. Reed. I gave it a second listen when they had Dan Reed on again. Now, this podcast is my go to podcast when I have nothing else to listen to. <laughs> Kevin is awesome, and there are two other guys. If you want a <laughs> weekly podcast to listen to, this is the one. These guys publish podcasts every week, even when they have nothing to say. Each episode is better than the next. I'm a heli guy myself, but they talk airplanes, too. When they start talking about airplanes, I change the play speed to... <laughs> when they talk when they start talking about airplanes, <laughs> I change their speed to uh, 0.5. So my planker friends can follow along. Oh my god! <laughs> I thought he was going the other direction. That's why. Yeah, he Um, but seriously, I love this podcast. Thanks for all you do. You guys are the best.
1: Thanks, Dan. I think. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, I think Kevin got a stalker too. E.
0: Um, thanks, thanks, Dan. Uh, I'll pay you that twenty bucks later. Um, <laughs> the next one we got is an iTunes review. An iTunes review. What? Uh, by Mike Sobe. And he says, holy hell, an iTunes review. Ha ha, great show, guys. Not as great as the Helihead show, of course, but hey, I got tired of hearing nothing new on iTunes, so I went and got my iPhone so I can leave you guys a review. But in all seriousness, this podcast is great, very informative, entertaining, and comical. You guys kill it every week and keep it up. Oh, thanks, Mark. All three reviews were five stars. So all right. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Thanks, everybody. Thanks,
1: Thanks, everyone. Man. Awesome.
0: It's awesome, man. It's really cool, dude. We we do this podcast because we love the hobby, and and uh, man, it's been. We always say it's been quite an adventure, and just getting the feedback, you know, like we've gotten over the last couple episodes, really just is amazing, man. You know, mm-hmm. kind of yeah, reignites sure. reignites everything. Yeah, uh, you know, the, to get back in front of the microphone, you know, each week and keep going, you know. Yep. Well, thanks
1: everyone. All right, I want to first give uh, a huge thanks to Scott for taking the time to come on our show. Um, mm-hmm. we're, we're like three hours into this show now. or <laughs> a little over three hours, so it's definitely been a long uh, show. So thanks for uh, sticking with us. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks, yeah, anytime. Scott. Yeah, and let us know if you do any cool projects like you did with the Kraken, you know? If you have any new brainchilds in your mind, you know, we'd love to uh, talk about it on the show again. Yeah, let you us know, know once you design
2: that uh
1: Cracking gasser. Yeah,
2: Ooh. I'll send a uh, I'll send a video
3: over to you so you can go. Oh, cool,
2: cool, nice. <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: Yeah. Thumbs up. Oh,
0: shit. <laughs> send it to me, Scott. I'll say really cool.
1: Excellent, extra <laughs> words. You'll be like, really cool. What am I looking at? <laughs> really cool. <laughs> awesome. All right. So, drop us an iTunes review, and we'll read the review on the next episode. Call us at 973-936-8936 and leave us a voicemail. Email us at Free4RC at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Free4RC Podcast. Check out our webpage, Free4RC Podcast. that show. That show. Say hi to Chris Rybert. Hey, Chris Rybert. Hey, Chris. Hi, Chris. <laughs> flight Test Forums, off the field, audio and video production other than Flight Test Podcast, Free4RC Podcast. Say hi to our forum manager, David Hill, a.k.a. Hill the Flyer. Hey, Dave. Hi, David. All right, give our fellow podcasters a listener. A uh, listen, <laughs> tell a rotor podcast. That is
0: Mike, Robert, and Mike. No, and, and? oh, and oh, damn it, why do I always forget him? And uh, Rich,
2: mm-hmm.
1: sorry, man, he is new. Yeah, I want to congrats Rich for being on the show full time now. Uh, BKRC podcast. That's um, uh, Bert and Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> RC Roundtable. That's Fitz, Terry, and Lee. I love how the Heliheads are like, RC Roundtables. Yeah, I know those guys because they say it on the show every time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: The heli heads podcast. The Heliheads is Kevin, uh, Dan, and Mike Sobey. Yep. Uh, let's see. Skids up. That's Frank, Javier, Scott,
1: and Javier. And Paul. Huh? And Paul. <laughs> Wait, Javier's on there two times? Yeah. Okay, never mind. All right, make sure you check out High Voltage too. <laughs> With Bobby Watts, yeah. Has he been producing episodes? I kind of fallen off. I think he's done podcast. one lately. I, he yeah, I don't think he has. Been busy. Yeah, I've
0: been too busy watching the Bill Ann YouTube channel.
1: Yeah. So go to YouTube and type in Bill Ann and go watch all his videos five times minimum, and, and go
0: to Bill Ann too. And then go to Bill Ed too. It's not yep. just for when you're doing number two. You can watch it off oh, the shit. off the can. You don't have to watch it <laughs> while you're on the can. Yeah. Oh, I All seriousness though, dude, I, I watch more you, YouTube than anything else anymore. I watch like one show and that's it. YouTube yeah. has gotten so much better than any broadcast television. I don't know uh-huh. about that. Uh, dude, I said it and it's in stone.
1: I mean. That's it. See you yeah. next time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah
1: so yeah go to bill's channel give him a subscribe you know uh mm-hmm. one of them notification bell thingies or yeah. whatever you know click on those buttons that are by his page i don't know leave what to a do. comment on his video yeah leave a comment
0: if he gets enough subscribers he can eventually move out of his parents house so do nah. that. yeah
1: <laughs> it can happen no well there's always hope there is i guess <laughs> <laughs> again, I want to thank Scott for taking the time come on the show. Thank you. Wanna, guys. Thanks, yeah. Scott. Thanks. Thanks to our listeners, Free Our Skies, and we'll see you next time. See ya. Bye. Bye. All right. Take yeah. Oh, man. This fucking micro is
0: killing me. Poor Scott is never going to come on the show again. I <laughs> uh, loved it. It.
3: Is it. 14 hours I got to do it on the show. Oh,
1: it was
2: fun. <laughs> yeah, my, my car
3: was like just four hours mark. You mean I
1: could have rage day. quit like two hours ago? Yeah. yeah. Yes, that's always wow. an option. <laughs> I forgot I, I forgot to put it in your your your, your prep package before the show. You know, prep package. I yeah, got you know. yeah, When you get
2: done, you just say "fuck you, Steve," and you
1: hang up. <laughs> you, <Steve."> Scott, <laughs> while you Steve? were sitting
0: in the green room, going over your prep package, yeah, you yeah. could have, <laughs> you could have oh, man. Could have I gotta call. Options.
1: I gotta, I gotta get rid of that PA, man. That 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 assistant oh, does not know what they're doing.
0: Oh man, oh, man.
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He did quite a bit of it, and you know, we did quite a bit of it, it was just me and him, because Kevin always flaked out, and it wasn't <laughs> like. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's the truth, Kevin. Oh, but anyway, <laughs> no, but like, you know, and it was fine. Like we did episodes together. We, we, I think we interviewed that. Well, that was,
0: that was yeah. on
1: that episode. Oh, you might've been on that. But like, yeah, we've had many episodes together. When I wasn't flaking And it was fine. But <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you flake that. like how long.
2: Kevin said, don't worry about it. Steve pisses everyone off. You should have seen the letter I got, uh, Scott. It's like, now don't, don't be afraid. Steve's going to piss you off and it'll all be okay. <laughs>
1: Well, uh, I mean, funny. if I don't piss you off, then I'm doing something wrong. I don't really think now. you pissed me off yet. I
0: don't know uh, where that's actually... Harder. I don't know, I don't know if, Steve. I don't know if that's uh, something you need to have looked at. Because I don't think a statement like, if I'm not pissing you off, I'm doing something wrong, is actually something a human being should say to another human <laughs> being.
3: Yeah. Yeah, you're not a human. Like, you single-handedly pissed off every single F-3C pilot on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Andy, There's Steve's no gonna rage quit.
1: No, My I'm not gonna rage quit. Right <laughs> if anyone's gonna make me rage quit, though, it is you, Kevin, though. But um, I'm not gonna rage <laughs> quit. What the fuck do Challenge I Challenge accepted. Quit? Do it. Can, I mean, we can end it. Keep, we can end this show. Keep RC
0: Hellies alive, just not that aspect of it. That so, can die. Uh,
1: Hey, Scott, you want
2: to start a podcast with me? Because these guys are about to explode. <laughs> sure. <laughs> the whole show's going to implode. Can I be on a guest? It's going to it's gonna implode. We'll, we'll call it Free Fall RC V2. Yeah. yeah. Or, no, just rock, continue rock the show. Bottom, podcast. Like RCHN.
1: <laughs> no, but like, I don't know. I just feel like if I can't talk about the shit that I want to talk about, why are you on a podcast? Like, no, you should. Yeah, you're absolutely right.
0: You know? You're absolutely so, right, dude.
1: If you guys really want to know how I feel? <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, and
0: I, I think you're taking the long road. I would just say, you know, that this, I'm I'm totally agree with you. I don't think we should silence anybody's opinion. It's your opinion. Yeah. It shows who you are, and yeah,
1: you know, and, you know, people don't like me. Okay, like I'm not like here. I'm not. You know, it's like. Right, uh, you know, life is too short. You're not gonna please everyone in the world. No, it's the reason. So you I better listen. fucking live your life the way you want to live it. That's it's all. It's the reason
0: I watch the films I watch. It's the reason I listen to music I listen to. It's because yeah. I've talked to the people that create it and I, or I've heard interviews. And it's like I don't make it. I can't direct in a committee. I'm not making music for a corporation. And mm-hmm. this is who it is. Who I am. Maybe you like it or you don't. And I take it or leave it. Really? Yeah. And I like it or I don't. <laughs> 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 all right
1: are you simming steve no i'm just hacking a lung out okay <clears throat> oh man i hope you feel better <laughs> thanks <laughs> i gotta go to work tomorrow too i'm like damn man are they gonna be like dude what the fuck are you doing here get home go home go <laughs> We're, We're we going- have a very uh you know we're a very open company, but when it comes to sickness, they're like work from home or take the day. like you get unlimited sick days. There's no reason for you to come to work if you're sick.
3: It and, makes sense too because if you yeah. take out other employees with your illness exactly. yeah, they're yeah. gonna lose more time, so yep, yep. but
1: screw up. it's just a cough. I got this.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I hold my beer. Dave. or you take a sick day and go flying. I
1: can't do that again.
2: <laughs> Again. Again. no, no! No, I have <laughs> <no, laughs> every
1: I Monday. I don't take a sick day. I do take a PTO day, like an actual, you know, benefit day. Um, like this past Monday to go fly. Yeah. Was it this past Monday? No, no? It was a week before. It was a week before. But um, yeah. I mean, what are you gonna do? You got these days. Might as well use them.
2: Steve, you need to man up. Just take some cold medicine
1: and go to work. Yeah. No, but that's the problem. Like I've done that, and it's like. Halfway through the day, I start feeling like shit and coughing and stuff. I guess I could just, I don't know. Oh, jeez. Whole medicine don't do shit for me really anymore these days. You know what I'm you need to do, Steve? Back.
0: You need Chug to it. define your symptoms and go to WebMD and type them in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's got. Dude, I
0: don't think Cancer. I'm
1: psyched. I don't think I don't need to know. I don't, know. I don't even think so. You some, some rare sort of disease that 80s. the astronauts
0: brought back from the moon.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lupus.
0: Okay. <laughs> He's going to yeah. have all
1: the diseases. <laughs> <Wait, laughs> what is that? Is it a Windows guy? <laughs> no, it's, uh,
0: it's this. Ah, there <laughs> we go.
4: There we
1: go. Awesome. Oh. Alright, what am I looking for? Facebook likes.
0: Steve, it sounds like you've got a freaking, I don't know, air conditioner going on in the back there.
1: What are you talking about?
0: Your 3D printer, something sounds like you got a hamster running in a wheel or something.
1: I mean, it's 3D printers, you know, separate motors. Are you
0: doing the podcast from the top of your washing machine, dude? Is that what you're doing? (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> it sounds like.
1: Yes, I am doing that. That's exactly what I'm doing, Kevin. How'd you know?
3: He likes the vibrations. Yeah, man. <laughs> Ooh. Um,
1: 944. Did we not get any new likes this week?
2: Probably not. Have you heard us?
1: Oh. <laughs>